We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. What is up, Insomniacs? Welcome to another episode of Can't Sleep, Won't Sleep. As always, brought to you by Bucket of Wind. I'm Cameron. I'm Mason. And I'm Matt. And we're live. Super excited. Super excited. Super excited. Super excited. Couldn't be more excited. For the show tonight, we have a huge slate of topics to hit. But first, what have we been watching this week, guys? Mason, what have you been watching? A lot of YouTube videos, Cameron. I saw the... I've been noticing walking around the studio... That you have been watching a lot of YouTube videos. Exactly what have you been watching? Uh, so many different things. We mentioned on a previous show that I'm addicted to Warzone. Yes. So I've been watching an awful lot of Warzone tutorials. And I heard a lot of these young coaching. kids in gaming houses have been setting records. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of uh, Vic Star 123 He's actually a London boy. Little London boy. Little London Manchester. Lad. Little London lad. Manchester by the sea. Oh jeez, Manchester Bay. I'm pretty sure. No, I Manchester by the Sea. Isn't that where like the kid has bone cancer? Or no, something? his parents die, his parents and die. Casey Affleck has to take over watching him, and he doesn't really want to watch him. Real fucking downer. Anyway, yeah. Vic Star's super good at Warzone. So <laughs> I, I really enjoy watching his content. They recently set the world record at like 138 kills. And for those of you who like haven't played Warzone, it's kind of ridiculous. It's super nutty. So that that that's interesting. Time well spent. <laughs> I'll say, hey, you know, if you're having fun, you're not wasting time. You know? Really? I really? Is that where we're going to go? Come yeah, on, man. I mean, a lot of people spend that time watching TV shows. That's true. A lot of people are masturbating movies. out there watching Pornhub. No. No, no, I get that. In two, everybody Christ. does. <laughs> here's what I will say, and here's one thing that I think people do all the time, and it's rampant on YouTube. Anything can be caricatured to be like, oh, you spend your time doing that? That's so stupid. People do it all the time with sports. You'll see, like, the pseudo-intellectuals, the Rick and Morty fans, saying... Pseudo? pseudo I take umbrage to that. That's a great show, man. Saying, oh, you watch football? You like watching grown men throw around a ball? And it's like, well, yeah, if you oversimplify anything, it's stupid. And what gives a community... Like per uh, the coolness of the community is that people buy in and yeah. are interested in it. Exactly, I agree. Uh, so I've been really interested in that, and always I really enjoy the community aspect of different things. Like the the YouTube gaming community, it's not as cl- like tightly knit as it once was, and there d- the characters have like come and gone over the years. But the Warzone community is quite interesting. But also, yeah. There's been a lot of drama on YouTube, and that has been taking up a lot of my time because. As humans, right, we are drawn to drama, and H3, H3, and Keemstar have really been getting into it. And it's we're, a YouTube war. Yes, and I, I want us all, all of us to touch on that, but I want all of us to talk about what exactly we're watching before we delve into the H3, yes. H3, Keemstar drama. So I've been watching YouTube, uh, and everything that I've outlined, that's what I've been watching on YouTube. So what have you been watching? So I've been going back, and I, I, uh, I've been watching a lot of the old Marvel movies, because Still? I, I got hooked into a YouTube wormhole where it was a bunch of YouTube commentators. The, they, they make kind of that bad critic porn that everyone loves where they just shit on movies. And they do it really eloquently and they have like gripes that you could at least see the logic behind it. And they make those really bitey videos. And it's what people have always said about critics. 
people love the bad critical critical reviews. That's what everyone reads. People don't go to a critic to say, "Oh, it's a rave." Great, yeah. And those those positive reviews don't get nearly as many views. So if you look at these negative critic channels, the critical drinker, Mauler. All these guys do on YouTube is, and they do it well. They go through a film, and they point out giant plot holes, and and when you do that with superhero movies, they're abound yeah. because there's so many writing tools where you can just be like, oh, and then the powers, uh, the powers take care of the problem, or uh, that problem goes away and our hero forgets about it because that's what we need him to do for the plot. Uh, uh, yeah, that crosses over into so many other different areas as well, like. You mentioned sports earlier. We see that all the time. I think humans just like hot takes in general, and we see that the you know, spicy vids. Exactly. It doesn't matter if if it's necessarily true or not, but if it's out there and if it's it's a, I don't know, I, I don't know the right words, but people have always liked that kind of like outsider perspective of like the 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 guy on YouTube who isn't in the movie industry but he understands it and he's sitting like he's like the one guy at the party who's not joining in on the fun and he's like you guys are all idiots yeah and it's that and it's those I just don't like it and so I was like all right let's see I sat down with their videos and was rewatching some of the movies that they had bones to pick with yeah within the people Marvel like universe controversial opinions just for the sake of being controversial yeah, and it's I see their point and for a lot of the earlier Marvel movies, but it's like we talked about before. Yeah, they're writing holes in Marvel, but what they were able to do over the course of the saga. And the one thing that Marvel did better than DC, way better, was retconning shit and making shit less important that happened in earlier films that people didn't like. The only problem that Marvel had was that you couldn't retcon Age of Ultron because too many important things happened. So hmm. Wanda, the the Red Witch, the Scarlet Witch or whatever, she has to exist because it's important. That was too important. That whole plot line was too important. The the post Ultron or whatever was too important. And but DC um, MC the MCU is very adaptable to that. So I actually have been really enjoying the films as I go back. The thing is about these critic channels, that's why they have so many views, their their critiques are usually correct, and it kind of ruins the movie for you watching it again. I will say that. Watching Captain America, the first Avenger, again, it kind of goes off rails in the third act, off the rails, where you're just like, oh, okay, so now it's just a giant battle scene. We left the character study stuff back in the first and second act, and now it's just time to explode stuff. And disintegrate people with Nazi rifles. Yeah, but that's that's the point. He takes down the other eight bases and off one off one view, and then Bucky gets killed on the train. I mean, that's what's yeah. supposed to happen. I, I uh, but I, I, I just I don't know. I there there's I. That's why I don't like watching that many of the, those critic review series where they yeah. go point by point, scene by scene, and point out every little thing that's off. Because also it's a very destructive mindset because they're, they're taking a scalpel yeah. to something, whereas being creative, you're having to kind of like Frankenstein's monster this movie together, right? With the screenplays and, and the screenwriting. And, and you have the editors and it, 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 there's so many conflicting things. But we, we just saw that. We'll lead into this later in the podcast. The Snyder Cut yeah. is getting released for Justice League. And watching the MCU showed me to have that many competing visions and different people, different cooks in the kitchen, they got through relatively unscathed. They had a couple of bad Thor movies and a bad oh, Avengers movie. I disagree movie. with that. I like the first Thor. No, oh. not the first one. The second Thor. Oh. Second Thor was good. There are a lot of people. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok sucked dick, in my opinion. I did oh, not care geez. for that one. No, Everybody, I didn't. Every, 
Everybody disagrees with me. I know. I know. I I don't care for that one because that one is actually based off Planet Hulk, and they didn't even get any of the story correct. And, and that's what kind of bothered me about Thor Ragnarok. I mean, yeah, but it, just because they didn't stick to the source material doesn't mean it's necessarily bad, right? I, I see. The thing is, is sometimes I think they have such a great outline already, and then they go, "Well, you know what? That's it's really good, but I can make it better." No, I mean, come on. Sometimes, and a lot of people have never even heard of that cartoon movie. I mean, and that's the problem I have with it. I mean, don't fuck with it. But it would have been a lot to chew, though, if they just went into the whole Planet Hulk story. I Planet think it Hulk, was so much better. Planet Hulk needed that 90 minutes to talk about, like, Zathura and the Chosen One, and you needed all that, like, context. It wouldn't be a Thor movie if it would, if they had stick true to, like, the Planet Hulk. Yeah, but there's... It, and I kind of... Everything's like yeah. everyone loves the '80s vibe right now, so I think they capitalize on that with Ragnarok, having like the neon colors and like the new it just wave didn't work music. For me. It, I, that one just didn't work. But that's been really fun, and I—that's one thing I love about YouTube—is that you can find video essays like that for the people like me who want to sit through a 50-minute video essay on Breaking a movie, down a movie, and then re-watch that same movie right after, like some sort of uh, movie serial killer. Yeah, basically. Uh, but that's been really fun, and then watching John Favreau's old episodes of Dinner for Five. Man, that's some great shit. And, I think that show's fantastic. And it just shows me a bygone area area era of Hollywood where people were willing to have like risky Conversation. conversations. Oh yeah, that would never happen today. Well now not only it's not even about the topics, it's about that they were willing to talk about what it was like to work with people. Yes. Yeah. And nowadays Hollywood's yeah. so like closed doors. Yeah. And they're face on hates. everyone's amazing yeah. to work with. No one sucks. Yeah, yeah. They're all and great. They're all so patient. And the minute they're you giving. say and the minute you say anyone's tedious, you just get blackballed. Yeah. You like Phase on Love. Is that how did I say it right? Is that how you say yeah, it? Yeah, Phase on Love. Phase on Love hates Spike Lee. And he said, you know what? And th and we were watching it, and that's the part I love. Yeah. When you watch Jennifer Five, Face on Love is a great actor, and he's funny to me. And he said that he loves every Spike Lee movie that Spike Lee's not in. <laughs> and he said, he said it's a great movie if Spike's not in it. As minute Spike steps into the screen, that movie now sucks. And 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 everybody with the table was like, holy shit, I can't believe you just fucking said that. And then he goes, and then later in, in the dinner show, they were talking about how which movies that everybody liked and Spike Lee and Faison was going, Spike Lee's not in that movie. Yeah. And then everybody was like, holy shit, he's I right. I don't even he's know right. who that is. Face on Love, he played he was in from Replacements. Too high? I think uh, so too? He was in the Replacements with John oh, John Favreau. He played one of the linemen. Uh, he's a really funny guy. He did. He was a maid. He was in the. He was a bodyguard and maid. He he's there. He is Face on Love. Now he's great. You can pull his picture up and pop it up for everyone, so we know who we're oh, talking about. Yeah, right there. Yeah. That's a really good picture of him. Third one from the top on the right. That's actually really good. No, no, uh, yeah, that one's really good too. This one? No, not that one. The one over. Don't fuck with him. That's the fourth one. Yeah, I like. But I was going left to right. So Faze on Love was a really great character actor. He's been in a lot of movies with John Favreau. He's in the Replacements and a lot of other movies. They're very good friends. Um, well, at that time they were. I don't know if he's that that close anymore. He continues to work doing character actor roles throughout because we researched him afterwards but um he, he had a great take on stuff because he was saying shit you just would not say yeah, today it's not even like they were worried about a soundtrack more than they worry about the script sometimes it's not even and as it was specific amazing. as no. as uh phase on love it was just it was interesting that back then they could have a show like that yes and, and have comment. people on and people weren't afraid to just be like i don't like that stuff really i don't really like that and people now are so afraid especially in hollywood to do that 
Yeah, I mean, how many times do you see, like, uh, even a comedians like Chris D'Elia, whenever they talk about Hollywood, they're always, like, kind of nice yeah, and reverent yeah, because he wants future acting roles. He's yeah. made that, like, known that he's trying to get bigger and bigger roles he, in He's movies. always tried to break in. He's done sitcoms. He's done movies. He's always tried to break in. And he is breaking in, I think. He's in well, that new... He's, uh, he's been breaking in for the past 20 years, so... Whoa! It's well, true. Come on, man. Shots fired. Shots fired. And his sitcoms have all done a season or two and failed. That's not true. That's really. Not true. Dateable ran for multiple seasons. No, it didn't. Three, two. Yeah, it was two. And then fans of the show. Uh, and then cool, Whitney. Well, no, the there's one a cool following for the show. Cold following usually means no, did not do well on initial CBS, release, and then no. over time people the, the started catching on. The network actually watching. fucked them over because <laughs> how many? Three. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, uh, to be honest with you, most sitcoms are not called as successful as they go five. That's well, no. just common knowledge. Everybody they, fucking says that. Yeah. No, no, but it, am I wrong or am no, I right? No, they did, uh, they did something weird with how they scheduled the seasons, apparently, where they did like two seasons back to back or like they spaced out the seasons in a weird way. They made it and they changed like the you time it went on. don't get on a sitcom though? I He's didn't say world. that it wasn't amazing. I didn't say it's not great that he didn't get on a sitcom. What I'm saying is he hasn't made it yet. He's been trying to break in for years uh, and, and everybody can always blame. Okay. But now I feel like I, we're, I can't, I can't. we were in the fairway with talking about like right. the behind the scenes Hollywood discussions and now we're in the rough. Talking about Chris D'Elia's into uh, his film okay. career, and now he's breaking in and well, I have, I have a take sitcoms. on something, and it's a podcast, so I was just exploring my take on it. And the bottom line is, it, unless you have five seasons, it, it really isn't called a success. He's had two failed sitcoms. I don't think you're going to necessarily have such hard, fat, hard and fast rules about whether. All right, or not all right. well, it's my successful. opinion. I'm not saying it's fact, but if it's not five I'm seasons, not just <laughs> the fact that I if it's not five seasons, movie. then it's usually not called a success. So if Rick and Morty stop now. Not would they be a cultural... Would it would not be a commercial success. A cult following, it would classify it as, but not be a critic, uh, 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 a commercial but success. But you said those Briti the British shows all the time. We're have, not talking about British shows. We're oh, talking about okay. American-based comedy shows. I was just making sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's two, those are two, that's an apple and an orange. You okay. can't compare Britain because Britain does one-offs. They do limited series runs like Mason's talked about before. What about, about a miniseries? Yeah, but those are miniseries. You're talking about a sitcom. Sitcoms yeah, anywhere from 20 to 26 episodes. Uh, 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 it's a 23-minute uh, runtime. It's a half an hour. It usually goes five seasons. If it doesn't go five seasons and it's, and people start loving it, it's a cult following. See Just here? like Star Trek. You Star Trek was a cult following. It was three seasons. Uh, I mean, I don't even know how many episodes. To maybe. be fair, though, I would argue that shows that go past five, they tend to start to fucking suck. I was going to say. Did, wait, and wait, also, wait, 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 I think wait. you just burned that, your sitcom bridges oh, okay. it's going to be hard for you to break bridge. into the industry oh, now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> just like Better Revive well, 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 having the discussions behind the scenes there are shows that have defied that Seinfeld uh, uh, as the, Few and Far Between Yeah, The Office three, uh, better, better than five the people have said it waned in the latest seasons definitely you, you, waned waned Still Seinfeld. Good, this, there's a growing. What's the one with uh, with uh, Tim Allen? Uh, uh, home Improvement, better than five. Well, there's a growing. Uh, there's a growing. Uh, opinion on the internet that shows do wane as you get in the later I'm, seasons. Uh, I'm not going to now you Scrubs, have Scrubs was only good for yeah, five seasons. And now you I have like oh, the actors but get paid, they five. get comfortable, and the writers Cheers. take less Great risks. Uh, and uh, 
Big Bang Theory, more than five. But I mean, no, you I'm can not say saying that. that they didn't go more than five seasons. I'm saying that they started to they no, got no. worse. I think yeah. I think Big Bang Theory started to suck after ten. But I think it was good in the seven, eight, and nine. Uh, I'll be the first one to say that. But but the only one that comes to mind for me would be Friends because Friends I know was great for ten seasons. They had some really granted. Maybe on average they dipped a little, but there were some really, really amazing. If you look at the episodes. average ratings on IMDb, they're high all the way through. All the way yeah. through. That's one of the few shows, and we we were talking about that before some of the and other shows. And they actows. actually had a good finale but, too, which but, but, shows nowadays she just can't seem to figure. But, it. They try to get avant garde, but and they fuck over the fandom. <laughs> I'm, Sitcom, yeah, I'm not shitting on Chris Lee, and I'm sorry if it sounds like that, but he's been trying to break in for years, and so has um, uh, the other comedian. I don't think it's that funny. What's his name? Um, Fighter and a Kid. Oh, Brandon my God. Ch- Brian Callen? Brian Callen. I don't think he's that funny. It's just me personally. I think he's funny, but he's not really funny to me. He's been trying to break into Hollywood. He was in Living Color back in the fucking 90s. And he's always been trying to break in and break in and break in. He's, and a, he's literally a Hollywood guy. I was going to say. Like if I could think of a comedian who's a, a, more of a Hollywood guy. Like I, I wouldn't say that being Brian Callum was in the Joker like recently. Be, being a Hollywood guy, is he was not in the Joker. You blinked, and he was in and out of the Joker. He had lines. Blinked. He had a line. He Fair had enough. Multiple lines in a AAA movie. That's more than like Joe Rogan's more famous than Brian, but Joe Rogan didn't. Have a yeah, but whose role. success would you rather have, Joe Rogan's or Brian Callum's? I would take anybody's. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair enough. Straight, fair enough. If, if you're right going to do... No, no, that's fair. But my thing is, again, I just think he's always been trying to break in. But go back to Phase on Love. When we were watching that show, they were all doing takes that you couldn't say today. And even they were self-aware enough to be like, holy well, shit, shit, you're going to say that? Yeah, you're going to say that. Like, like, you're going to say that? They were saying shit about Woody Allen. This, they this were was saying pre-Twitter. Shit. Yeah. People were watching yeah. this. And Sarah this was Silverman, back in the day yeah. that you knew people... They were using phrases you just well, can't... But also, today. people were probably watching Dinner for Five and getting like, oh, call up this guy's shit talking Scorsese. You might want to call him up. And I guarantee, pre Twitter, now you would find out someone was talking shit about you through Twitter. Instantly. 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 You would see it in your Real mentions. Time. Your phone would start getting notifications and you'd be like, what's going on? What, what's the deal here? But back then, it was probably like, dude, did you see like on TV last night? He was talking yeah, no shit. shit yeah. It's like, no, I taped it. You want to check it out? And then you have to go literally back to the tape, pick up like a, I assume you were alive in the 90s. What was wow. it like a rotary phone? You no, got push button stuff. It's it was 77 Klondike 2. <laughs> no, that was the 50s. I know, just fucking. No, I'm, I'm being Rotary phones is when I was a kid. That was in the 70s, yeah. and then 80s you had push button phones, and then and then those are two, epic. 2000. Then we had a cell phone. But again, I, I mean, assume in the 90s you just had that little ear speaker piece <laughs> where they were like, uh, okay, you, they're, they're holding the microphone. Yes, I uh, I saw no, that. That was the, the 50s. Oh, okay, oh, you're good. just trying to be so funny. Look at you, look at you. I told you, work on the jokes before the podcast. It's true. I know, but but again, I, I love Dinner for Five, and you can't find that show, and 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 the copies they put on YouTube are shit. Well, they're shit, and we've seen the Hollywood is. It's it's th- it's less funny now. I feel like 2010 was like oh, the cultural. Yeah. Oh yeah, that just reminded me of something else I've been watching. 2010 was the comedy cultural zenith, I think, for Hollywood. Cancel culture. Yeah, cancel culture ruined Started. it. Todd Phillips talks about that. Oh, yeah. The, 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 it, 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 I will cancel your life. Todd Phillips, I will cancel your life. Todd Fuck Phillips, you, a guy who said he just wanted to make comedy movies, eh. pivoted and started doing dramas because he's like, you can't be funny anymore. Can't, no. People are just, he's like, I'm afraid that I'll make a movie. People will assume that I'm being. I've been watching clips of King of Queens everywhere. Yeah. I love that show. That's oh, another great show. I just don't see sitcoms like that. Anymore. What happened to Kevin K. 
Kevin James. What happened? Okay, are we gonna do what happened? Are we gonna Kevin, I love you. Your sound guy shit is the best. What happened, man? What do you mean, what happened? I need him. I need He's the movies like recently. I'm glad he brought this up because I was sitting here no, watching a clip bullshit. in the studio it's yesterday. Okay. Was it yesterday? It was yesterday. That's and objectively I, wrong. And, and he said the same thing, and I'm like, he's been he in has, like big movies recently. You what just, big movie? You just, tweeted, you just tweeted that he has a, a big dramatic role Yes, he does. Up. Becky. Grown Ups 1, Grown Ups like, 2. Wow. Those are, no, Pixels, they're big movies. No, Pixels. they're big movies. Those are commercial Pixels successes. Was, no, you're right. You're right. He's been acting. And just because but you don't do a movie doesn't mean you suck now. I, I just was like, I loved him so much in King of Queens. And and like when he does I that sound guy, that character is so fucking funny. And the sound guy is literally the guy. Those it's of you literally who don't know the what same we're guy from King of Queens. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Kevin James, we talked the about on previous guy. shows. Oh my God. He has the sketch where he's a sound guy and he ports himself into Two. movies. I Am Legend, uh, uh, Braveheart, uh, Bra Inception. Uh, everything. Inception. He does them all. They're phenomenal. Uh, but when you uh, say God, what happened, so do you mean where have you been? Because that's Maybe it, Maybe it's a better way of saying it. Where, where have, have you been? been? I want to see yeah. more. I want to see more. Not what happened. What happened is like what you say to a celebrity when they're doing like mall DVD signing. Or porn. What happened? Yeah. Not many celebrities no, do porn. I think that's no, usually they do it early in their career. Or if they and go to they, rehab, yeah. what happened? You know? Yeah. Like Kiefer yeah. Sutherland, what happened? Yeah, exactly. that's true. Spears, that's true. The first time, what happened? Or like time, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. What happened? Why so many bracelets? Why are All you Why questions. are you going broke when you're worth a hundred million dollars? Yeah, and he's done. He's done five of the biggest pictures in history. That's yeah. True. It's that's the that's what. But, what was but again, that's it, because I like Doug. I like Doug in King of Queens. That character, character is so fucking funny to me. And and Ca Carrie, right? Carrie, Carrie uh, fucking funny, funny, and she's beautiful, and she the whole show, and even poor what's his name, his her father. Arthur. Arthur, Arthur who passed yeah. away. Jerry Stiller. Jerry Stiller passed away this year. So fucking funny. Not not little funny. Like He's Seinfeld's dad too. I mean, no, and we talked about that. He was killing it on two different major sitcoms, and just so fucking funny. And not many characters, if you think about it. And they were just saying shit. It, well, that's what I'm saying. And I go, what happened? 2010, Kevin, what 2010 happened? was yeah. the comedic. That was the that was the zenith. We're an empire in decline after that in terms of comedy. Yeah, because people now are so afraid like king of queens there the, the you could actually lampoon like the ignorance of a dude yes, who, who was well-intentioned doug didn't mean to offend people but he no. did ritually on the show and he got himself into awkward situations absolutely absolutely and it, it felt representative of, like the everyman yes like it was a dude yes. working at ups working his nine to five and he was the king of his castle or, yes and king he was that married life problems that everyone puts up with a hundred percent and was his wife was kind of goofy yes extremely relatable I, that's the perfect definition and right I feel there. like the Big Bang Theory was like one of those last shows where it was like oh here's relatable sitcom and then ever since then even in its later seasons it kind of even wanes it got less relatable oh, as yes it, went it did on. 100% and even, and even when they tried to it felt like it was like a caricature of, of what it was exactly yeah. it was like no a, I would agree with well, you, you know, it's like you people like aren't that dramatization of life yeah because Leonard really would have never banged uh, what, what, he would have. It's entirely possible. Mm. I've seen that's some possible. Reddit couples that would make your head spin. I right, like, have to see. I, well, what's his name on Tiger Belly? I don't see the two of them together at all. That's a fetish thing. They make oh, it clear for sure. I know. I know. 
She she likes the. And she we likes were saying the beginning of the show, like we were watching uh, uh, we pulled up Elizabeth Moss yeah. and what's his name, Fred Armisen, and I go, and, and you guys were both like, don't do it, don't oh do my it. God. I go when I see couples, sometimes they go, I can't see him fucking. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I just can't see him together. <laughs> I can't see him doing it. I, I, I've said that. Uh, All right, times. well, and you, what makes is like you can't say that, and I do, and, and I go. Sometimes I just can't you're see right. I can't see. Well, think about it. I, I mean, how does he get it as up for her? As and how does she Holy get it moly. That's harsh. But it's <laughs> no, but it's true. It is. It is true. Perfect, and I just don't see it. Perfect example. Who? And Mason, you know this. What? As Demi Moore started to age, I was Hot. like, no. Take it easy. No talk about yeah, you. really. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, there's no way... That she's with Ashton Kutcher. There's no oh, way that they're okay. going to stay together. No, there's not. I would agree with that. I, I could see her look starting to dip, and I'm like, he's still in Calvin Klein shape. Yeah. <laughs> she is no, not holding true. up. No Lamborghini is no. going to get him to stay in that relationship. No. Not when, well, not when, when Mila Kunis comes walking by. And, and you notice how I got that name right. <laughs> and that's no salt on no, Demi Moore. No, she was 20 years woman. older than him. Yes. That's not fair. No. She, she has a massive together, head start. She held it together way For longer. For a long time. A long time. I've said, though, at the top of the peak, though, is Christy Brinkley and Halle Berry for the roommate retaining hotness. Christy Brinkley's like Diane six Lang. in Di- Diane 60s. Lane, too. Diane Lane. Pull up Diane Lane. No, oh, you geez. can shake your fucking it's head. It's going to look rough. Because I was just watching Trumbo. And then we, that's how we got off on the tangent. I just watched that today. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Not even in the same Third universe. from the top left. Third from top left. Third, there you Bro, go. Bro, you're crazy. That is the most edited photo. And that's for oh, how long you. ago is All that? All right, do 2020 then, bitch. Okay. You're, you're out of your on this I'm one. sorry. We were watching Trumbo. Great movie with the guy from Breaking Bad. She doesn't look bad. She doesn't look bad. No. Really? Not really? Bad that's, not a, that's not a beautiful woman? You, you have a problem. There. All I'm right, sorry. let's look up. Let's I, never look up said, I never said anything. Look up Halle way. Berry and then Christy Oh, uh, well, Brinkley. come on. Yeah, well, it's... I Halle Berry 2020. 2020. Bam. Come on, man. She's like not even close. That's not a good bro. picture of her. What? That, that's what? not a good picture. What? That looks now like a twenty-year-old woman. She looks so. She young looks like there. in her twenties. Yeah, that's a great picture. Late twenties. No, I'm wrong. Go to the go th- fourth from the top. Wow. I yeah, mean, come on, dude. Yeah, that's timeless. Timeless. That's I mean, true. Christy Brinkley's the last. And I one. would agree. I would agree. Yeah, you're right. I'm not going to debate that. But but the how th- did she spell it? Okay. Yeah, there you go. 2020. It said 2020 right next to it. Okay, bitch. Now she's starting to get a little bit of wow, like the, his. We we got some new tech, and Mason's googling's got a lot better. She really knows how to style too, which uh, but she's sixty five. Oh, Are you kidding me? She's sixty five, wow. guys. I mean, come on. That's some scary stuff. That, right there. I see women in their forties. I see deal women with, in their forties the who look. 20 years older than she looks there. She's drinking, I would agree. She's drinking baby's blood for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was that one Russian queen, right, that actually did that. I don't know. Oh, she's yeah. doing something. Yeah. Well, there's that whole thing, like when Eli's, Eli Ross, that movie where they torture people, and they he was cutting that lady's back open, and the blood was draping down on the woman from... Um, Eli Roth, the torture movie. Hostel. 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 That was Hostel, Hostel 2. Where she's cutting lady up oh, and the blood's oh. pouring down I feel like that was more of a fetish thing. That's, that's just torture. I don't think... Well, like, I, just, I, I need think the blood I to must stay off. young. I must stay young. And the blood's just pouring down. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean... Uh, and that's where I go, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. And the big thing, all of those actresses for were around the time when Hollywood, you were still allowed to be funny in Hollywood. <laughs> It's just crazy. Thank no. God for some of the comedians. And it's not to say that it's not funny. <sighs> Hollywood's no longer funny. There are funny moments in movies, but it's more like a Jim Gaffigan act where it's Jim so Gaffigan's clean. Not funny. It's oh my. 
<laughs> I mean, what are we to say when it's a to me? He's to one me. of the best comedians to out. Tom, he's no Tom Segura. Uh, okay, so you're juxtaposing him with another one of the top comedians. Tom Segura is fucking hilarious. Okay. Tom Segura is on top of his game right now. Bill Burr. As my point of reference, Bill Burr is one of the greatest of all time. All time. Joe Rogan. As a point of reference, though, Marvel movies have comedy, but it's comedy like a Jim Gaffigan act. It's only the clean stuff. Yeah. And you're like, there's no... I like edgy shit. Being there's no bite to the comedy. Being clean is extremely limiting. That's why it's so impressive that Jim Gaffigan is as good as he is. That's what I'm saying. I did not know he was a clean comedian until someone told me that. Uh, but and I'm then not, I went I, back and watched it, and I'm like... I'm not 12. He is. I'm not 12, so I'm, it's okay to curse But him. you would never think... what that's Real the humor thing to me about is funny. That's why I think Doug Heffernan, Heffernan is funny to me from King of Queens. But that show's relatively clean. Yeah, I was going to say, that like, show's relatively clean, some too. Some of the shit they were saying... You could not say today. We watched some of those episodes. Politically correct, but you I could not, not say the shit on those sitcoms f just from that age yes, today. But it was you on network not. television. It's not like it was riddled with curse words. Or no, like the premises were twisted. Yeah. In but, but that's the and problem. That's the thing that's good. If you watch Jim Gaffigan's act, it doesn't feel watered watch down. It, it doesn't can't. feel watered down, or that it's intentionally made for children. Yeah, As but that's the reason I love the comedy. G-rated comedians can. Yeah, but that's what's great about comedy. What's funny to you and funny to you is not funny to me. And but that's what I love. Now about. our comedians are going. To, I'm kind of I'm still happy I guess because when you have guys like comedy guys who are really good at their job like Todd Phillips to switch over to drama okay you still have the kind of introspective material that comedy is with Joker think yeah. about that it's, it's just as introspective and people try to cancel that fucking movie I mean think of, yeah they and tried that's the to. impressive thing about comedians that people don't think about a lot there they are different, the, different flavors yeah. of comedy Absolutely. right there are different genres per se but if you're gonna look at one trait that's consistent amongst all of them it's that they're, they have to be really good at observing human behavior yeah and picking up on trends that and are actually picking, true well that's exactly. why I think it translates to drama most comedians who are really really funny can do drama exactly, and that, I agree with exactly that. I agree true. with that, and that, and so that you see that because they're, they're studying they human these, behavior. They Absolutely. start with these uh, sort of stories, yes, and they always get you going. I do that, you yeah. know, when you, yeah. when you I can they, identify. That's exactly. me. It's like memes. Identify. Oh, that's so relatable. Exactly, exactly, and that's no, because they're good at observing human behavior and picking up on patterns. Yeah. And that's that's what I loved about Joker, where you're like, oh my god, this is. There are so many things in that movie that are real and actually good commentary starting points. Yes, that yes. did it in a way that wasn't broadband offensive or political. And I was like, how great is it that you can have an introspective yeah. movie about society that's not political and these I'm days? I'm so glad that Todd Phillips was able to show that Arthur Fleck isn't just pure evil because if you have no. a villain, just yeah, he who, wasn't who yeah, literally he has a single intention and it is to to ruin the world yeah. then you can't identify with that villain no, all the time we see that yeah and, 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 and like Stephanie Wolf in Justice League you need some gray you need well, to be able to identify with yeah. a piece of that villain and be like oh my god well, I don't and, agree with it and, but I get it and, and you can't just be like sorry to cut no, you off okay. just really, but you can't be like Steppenwolf where it's like he is bad because he is bad man who likes to conquer exactly. stuff then guess what you're fucking predictable and not relatable and if I'm yeah. here not relatable and if you're same thing with Thanos Thanos is no, a great example Thanos is a great villain. example because they made you understand his logic yes Yes. Exactly. Yes. They they took painstaking effort to show you, hey, this is actually a person who thinks rationally. Perfect example of another movie that did that, Watchmen. Yes. When yes. when 
Adrian yeah. comes up with the plan to avoid Doomsday yes. by committing an atrocity. Yes. Look, exactly. You're like, oh, I completely understand. And actually... I think it should be stopped, but I see why you're acting the way that you are. his decision netted in probably the most good that was going to come out of the situation. Yeah. Yes. And you're like, what? With, with that, the least amount of damage. That's why the movie's so good, because it makes you go, whoa. Exactly. And you're like, Man, okay, these villains have more robust personalities. It doesn't just feel like a comic book where you're like, okay, well, this and, is an evildoer here. Yeah. To me. Evil man. He was an evil man. And to me, that's the reason a lot of people were going, was most of the Joker just ad-libbed? And, and when you write something that well, that you identify with it, are those the written word off the page or is that him just making is he just is he just coming up with it off the cuff yeah i think todd phillips there are gray lines i was going to say yeah, todd, i think there's todd a phillips wrote really well but he specifically wanted joaquin phoenix because he's like okay i can kind of rein this guy in and you but but still get give what joaquin I get all what I the leeway to take this character where he feels that it right. needs to you go you can totally tell that he wrote an outline for joaquin yeah, and yes. he left that vagary in yes. there because when you have an actor like that I mean, we talk about all the time. Most of the time you watch acting, you're like, okay, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's most Hollywood actors. You're like, okay, I can tell you took classes. Okay. But it's rare that you see an acting scene. You're like, whoa. Or yeah. like it Macy, blows your hair Macy back. usually screams, acting. Acting. Yeah. Yeah, when it's, it's terrible. Super bad. If it's super bad. But yeah. then if it's really good, I'm like, wow. Acting. Holy yeah. shit. You can definitely see the difference. Because. Like y- the Patriot. You, I mean. The Patriot. Fun. And if you. Th- if you guys yeah. want to see the worst line ever delivered in a movie, Todd Duffy in, um, oh my God, never back down. Like the oh, third so one. Yeah, yeah, nice. I might be able to play the audio for them. Yeah. But, but you guys keep while talking. you pull that up, um, uh, we're going to talk about the Joker. Yeah. Yes. And if you think about the scenes from the Joker and think in your head for a second, those were words on a page. Yes. Yes. That didn't feel like it. It didn't feel, didn't feel like it at that's all. Why to me. I'm, that's why oh, I felt no. so real. Cause you're like, Whoa, because you know what? I don't, I didn't have those talks cause I, I'm not criminally insane, Yeah. but I was, I can, when he was sitting there with his therapist or his counselor, the real world, the real world. I felt like I was part of those conversations. I've had similar conversations yeah. in a room with a person. And and when, uh, oh, so uh, I can't come here and get my, what I need anymore. Yeah. Or, and you could see his disappointment. We've all had those disappointment, disappointing moments in our lives. And you could actually see through. or, or chipping away yes, at him. At, and at, it was just his, like. At his reality. And it was like a chisel. That whole movie you just felt like, oh, bam. Yeah, and bam. another thing. And it just kept going. Well, well for me, that's kind of. The chiseling way is a perfect analogy because first we had Arthur Fleck. It was a boulder or a big piece of marble. And you could see society actually chipping away at the Michelangelo, the sculpture within it. And then eventually the statue that came out at the end was the Joker, in my opinion. That's kind of what that that Phelps did a great job. And it makes it's a good piece of commentary because it it destroys the notion that people who do bad things are just these completely like it. unique I found it. These complete Yeah, not some shitty vacant lot either. Oh my god. Is that the line? Oh my god. Is that the line? Oh shit, guys. I think I know a place. That is <laughs> such bad acting. Can we show that? Oh my god! I don't. Th- maybe. No. It's I? one second. I think we should try. Okay. Right. It's just this is such a bad. That movie. is actually hilariously bad acting. It's just so bad. That's like if we were in a movie acting. I think I could do better. 
<laughs> I honestly do. And I'm not good at I'm not a good actor. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. You're a proper dojo, man. Oh shit, guys! I think I know a place. Oh, oh it's just terrible. That's do you so want to try? Mason, do you want to try? No, I'm good. Let's go. I'm good now. Okay. I'm, I'm okay. Let's do it. You're really gonna reenact yeah, it here? Yeah, I'll be this. I'll be the other character. Man, sounds like you need a legit dojo. Oh shit, guys. I think I know a place. Wow, that and was cut better. And scene. And scene. That was better. That was pretty good. I'm, I, I personally I felt like I phoned one it in. take. Just that was just one take. I think I could do way better. That wasn't <laughs> that good. Yeah, that's true. That's one. On our microphones too, but yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just but I feel like it's it sucks now that it only has to play out through dramas. That kind of introspection. Whereas before, before you can make you can make comedy movies that did stuff like that. And now edgy, that, you can be edgy. Now it's closed off. It is like closed we talked too. about Tropic Thunder on the, our last you, episode. Yeah, you can't. You can't. But what else have you been watching? Anything else? Anything else? Well, I want for, for me. Yeah. I was watching Trumbo. Trumbo. What is Trumbo? Trumbo is about the blacklisted. Uh, is it about Dumbo's brother? No. Ears twice as large? Diane Lane and the actor from Breaking Bad, uh, Michael uh, Cranston. Am I saying Brian right? Cranston? Brian Cranston, sorry. Brian Cranston. Hey, brother of Michael. Brother of Michael. Uh, he actually played the writer, who three-time Academy Award writer, who was, uh, at the time, belonging to the Communist Party. And and, oh. and what happened was... Sounds like Hollywood. Well, yeah. well <laughs> what happened then is they were blacklisted by the government, and then the government, when they were blacklisted, went to the studios and told them they couldn't work anymore, and then they got canceled. That happened. Exactly. And he didn't work for a decade. So he had he had actually written a whole bunch of scripts under pseudonyms and different names and given his scripts to other writers, you know, f gave him a 30% cut and I'll take 70%, you take 30 if you just put it, put it out. And he, he worked for a decade until it was finally overturned. And they talk about that when Spartacus had come out in Exodus, because he was actually the writer for that three-time Academy Award uh, screenwriter. And the whole story about that. And I'd never seen it before. It's on Netflix now. Great movie. Not good. Great. And then the other movie uh, I had watched, I had known nothing about. It's called Molly's Game. And it's about uh, the the underworld of uh, card games, poker games, oh. in illegal poker games in rooms all over the world. Uh, yeah. And it was written by uh, Aaron Sorkin. Um, Aaron Sorkin? Aaron Sorkin. Written, Fucking had written. social network. It, in yeah. this. And Idris Alba, the guy from uh, Social Networking. Jesse Eisenberg? Eisenberg was in it. And I can't stand Wasn't her. Wasn't he also in uh, 21? Yeah. Uh, yes. No. no, 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 no. Eisenberg wasn't in 21. I can't remember. He was in some other gambling Now movie. You See Me. Now You See Me. That's a magic movie, though. Is this your card? The, I remember the scene from that movie where they were passing the card from person to person, and they yeah. were, like, flicking it, and the guards were, like, tr actively searching them, and they were m moving the card around, and Jesse Eisenberg was like, Now You See Me was fucking good, dude. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. So I was watching those two. Molly's Game, great movie. I had no idea what it was. Uh, 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 I think it's Jessica... Uh, Beale? Chaz? I can't Chastain? remember. Jessica Chastain. Chastain. I can't stand her. Oh, I can't stand her I can't stand her, like, For so, so hard. many reasons. So many reasons. So hard I can't stand her, but Idris Alba was in it. Uh, and when I saw him... She's annoying in the way that, like, Daniel Day-Lewis is annoying. Sorry to cut you off. But, like, where it's like, in, in the theater arts... No, I just can't. It's stand such that. a refined practice. But but when I saw Aaron Sorkin had written it and Idris, Idris Alba was also starring in it, I'm and, Black and Superman. also Kevin Costner was in it too. I'm wow. a big Kevin yeah, Costner fan. Well, me too, and that's why I was like, you know, I got to put it on. 
despite her being in it. And she actually, uh, well, she acted oh, really good. Is this an older movie? Yeah, it is. It's oh, actually, my, they're I both think from I 2017 this. and 2015. Do you guys? Yeah. And they were great movies. So definitely check both of those out. Is this where he's the professor? Kevin Costner's the professor? No, he's actually her father. He plays a uh, psychologist. Now I'm confusing it with the plot of 21. (laughs) To be honest with you. Kevin Spacey's the fucking professor. He's the professor. I don't think anybody's really going to understand what I'm talking about. But Molly's it's okay. Game and Trumbo, though. Be sure to check both of those out. And you, okay. you, you mentioned writing yeah. under a pseudonym. Do you guys well, know the best no, no. person to ever write under a pseudonym? By far, the best writer. Stephen King? Lemony Snicket. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Man, th- that tumbling of topics was a series of unfortunate events, for sure. <laughs> okay. But one thing, uh, the Nats, you talk about Molly's Game with Poker. Poker is yes. one of those games as a kid. When you play, you're like, this is nonstop fun. How could this ever suck? Yeah, but then you, you find out money. it's dominated by math master degree holders yeah. and stati- statisticians who are, are working on algorithms for like Cisco and online banking. I did not know that. Yeah. So then I watch these guys play uh, uh, pro poker. And they see cards. And yeah. Dan Blazarian talked about it. You have two types of poker players. Right. Both of them have to do the math stuff regardless. But you have the other guys who are just straight up statistician guys who know uh, the the values of the probabilities of cards. Right. Yeah. And they're doing that in master time. Exactly. But the thing is, Real time they have crazy tells because they're nerds. Yes. So they get scarves and glasses, glasses and yeah. they're wearing three hats and a hood, hood over yeah. it. So they can't be seen. So they're barely seeable. And then you have the other guys, the guys who are not as good at the stat stuff. Dressed up like Kevin Bacon in the but Invisible are, Man. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's just like Hollow Man. But... D- Dan Blazarian was one of those guys who he's not as good yeah. at the calculations, but he's great at picking up on when people are bluffing tells, exactly. and tells. And that's, Reading people. that's what blew me away about the sport that you think, oh, it's just a it's fun not a game. Sport, it's a game. It's well, oh, sorry. It's a fun game between yeah. friends to see like, okay, it's just chance. It's yeah. But as soon as you put money in that, it, it, it's it's never fun for me. It's just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I well, think it's not. It's I think not. it's much more fun for me if you put a, a little money. A in. little Obviously, money. If you lose with, with if, a if limit, if you put enough into it, if you lose, you're like, this is going to change my life. <laughs> or, or if that's you lose, and you're like, I mean, that if hurts. It's a, if you it's a penny be pot, with that. if it's yeah. a penny pot, then I don't mind that. I think that penny, is fun. Well, here's another thing but too. But if it's you're talking dollars, it it starts not to be fun. Well, for if, me. You if you were too hard for your fucking money, it's not fun. But you have to keep in mind also that like, let's say you go bowling or you go to the movies with your friends okay that is ten dollars i said i agree with yeah. Pe- petty annie but he's talking about losing a lot of money a lot of money oh yeah when well, it becomes Dan dollars, and his friends are always at each other's necks that's because they point. play in games where it's like okay let's grand. put up 50 grand or exactly. 100 grand i know it's not fun and you're talking about these big games where you have millionaires who don't care about losing money exactly and then you have guys where this is how they make yeah. money michael yeah. jordan so it matters and, a lot yeah, and there are a lot of he said he's seen over the past a lot of angry people oh, sure. and a lot of bitter people how can you not be yeah, it's, it's too like much watching money. uncut gems. It just makes your fucking neck sweat. Oh, that was not a comfortable movie. You just start sweating for no reason. Well, when you talk, when you start talking about like that nut level of money, it's just not fun. Yeah. It's not fun. I don't know how you have fun with that. It's I not. Don't get it. So I was watching. Shout out Michael Jordan. Yeah, Michael Jordan. Yeah, I love to gamble and lose all my money. <laughs> but no, um, so I was watching Trumbo. 
uh, Molly's Game. Uh, I think those are the two main things that I've watched. Oh, of course, Keeping Up with Rick and Morty. The last two episodes were it's, epic. It is the best of the series. I don't These know. past two episodes Unbelievable have been... writing. If you're See, not... I hear this from you guys, but then everywhere else I go, they're like, the show has never been worse. They're crazy. Really? They're crazy. Yeah. Especially this, not this episode, like the one before where, where Rick teaches Morty a lesson about the acid pit and ideas and there's consequences. It's incredible. It's yeah, just I've heard incredible. people saying that they don't like the show because there aren't consequences anymore. They don't have that overarching story where each episode you learn a little bit more. You do. I mean, that's crazy to me. Toward I a, get. I could see how people when they did the um, which one? what was it called the 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 master writer episode where they basically took the canon of the I show. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. There was an episode where they were on the story train. Oh, okay. And they kind of like played with the show's canon up to that point and kind of like made the whole thing absurd. I could see where people would lose like a little bit of fun with that. But the thing is they keep making fun writing situations that I really enjoy. Yeah, yeah I just think that people are expressing that they're falling to the territory of like a family guy where it feels like one-off episodes. No, no way. I think they're still that's pushing. Fair, that's fair. It's, it's, this is one of those shows. I think that are pushing on like South park. Yeah. I think they're saying things in, in these episodes, in this series, you can't say it's perfect really too, because the you're real, not going to get mad at a cartoon. You right? can't. That's the thing. That's the, the real thing. comedy only exists in cartoons, cartoons because cartoons can do all the edgy stuff that yes. real people, once you put a real face on it, then it becomes uh, these are opposites. My, which is insane Another that this show. has happened now, but as soon as there's yeah. a face to your comedy, those are your beliefs. Yes. Yeah. And you yeah. have these writers, non, non-ironic yeah. writers and YouTubers, bait, okay, doing a little bit of a YouTube call out, but beige frequency does these videos where he unironically Who the fuck are these people? He unironically know. critiques comedy specials. And that is the most post-apocalyptic <laughs> Big Brother 1984 really? shit I've ever seen. Again, either it's funny to you or, or it's, it's not. not. Exactly. And a lot of comedy and I'm okay is with that. personal preference and you're exactly. like, I just don't care for it. Exactly. But you and guys constantly shout at me when I go, no, he's no, not funny. No, no, because you make definitive statements where you're like, he's not funny. To me. To me. You, you got to say to you, though. I do afterwards, but you guys are like, oh, he can't say that. Because you but, go like this, he's not funny. But he's not. To you. To, to me. You. Exactly. You just did it. You just did the pause. It's the pregnant pause in between he's not funny, dot, dot, dot. To be fair, though, uh, to I'm me. pregnant. Not really. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> to be fair, though, there is a point. There's a point where the, the comedian yeah. could be so bad that they are objectively bad. You yeah, know, like I would agree with that. I'm okay with I've, that. Like I've been to a few comedy clubs and I've seen people go on and before the headliner, and it's like, holy shit. Yeah. Well, everybody it's, has to. They gotta suck to get better. Some people just don't get better. Yeah, and it's it's weird not saying I can do it. I can't do that. For writers, it's a lot less humiliating because if you write a bad script and send it to like a literary agent or you write a they book and send it, it back. yeah, they just say it sucks or they just right. stays on you're their anonymous. desk. And your pride is hurt, but it's only one person. Yeah. Whereas if you're doing stand-up comedy, it's in front of like 50, 50 people. Yeah, or 100. 20 on like a bad night. Like where you're just yeah. at like some... Or there's seven people and you have a guy in the back who's drunk who's heckling you. You're in some you. club where they you still okay allow there? smoking. Okay? Yeah. You're in some club where they still allow smoking and you're doing it and people are getting up in the middle of your set and walking around. Yeah. And in those cases, it could be humiliating. A lot of com comedians talk about it all the time. You trade, you trade your boring desk job in for, with your dignity for, to, to, to live that comedian's life where you're going Chasing out to dream, clubs and you're, you're going on the road. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, but that's the but whole you trade point. your dignity, and that's one thing that uh, in other professions don't require, even in entertainment. Yeah, there's a certain point, Acting though. is one where they also require your dignity. Yeah, no kidding. You gotta Podcasting. turn that in. That's Podcasting. Oh, well, no, not really. Our face is out there. Yeah, but if people, are gonna if people don't like it, I would just say, uh, build a bridge and get over it. Or don't watch. Don't watch, yeah. Turn, t- change channel. Whereas with, with stand-up comedy, it's you're there. You can't, like, not be at the club oh, no, anymore. No, I get it. And, and on YouTube, you don't have to worry, like, because we'll be, we'll be yeah. algorithmed out. Not only that, Scotty, but I think beat me podcasting up. is different because it's a conversation yeah. with jokes mixed in, whereas... Yeah. A, a comedy special is like discrete bits that they piece together with transitions. So that's different in that regard it's too. It's different. It's like it's like uh, we're like the vanilla ice cream to comedy's vanilla extract. But in PC culture, I think podcasts. Wow. You are just so well written. Well, no, it's because if you think about I it, know, comedy's this distilled, you. very potent, very streamlined and, thing. And who was yeah. the other comedian we were watching? He, he put a special on YouTube. Mark. Mark Norman. Mark Norman. He is so fucking funny. He's hilarious. Now, he's he's better than Kafkin, too. Holy <laughs> man. I really like his. Really we're, like his we're like beige frequency. I like this. I don't care. Personally. I think, and, if, and if you have not watched his special on YouTube, you are it's missing free. out. You gotta watch You it. are missing out. Because he is saying shit you cannot fucking say. But I think... Um, Oh my god, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, I think that in these PC times that we have nowadays, podcasting can even be more of a problematic medium per se because when a comedian is on a stage, it's easier to accept that everything he or she is saying are just jokes. Right. So true, yeah. Yeah. But in podcasts, yeah. we mix our jokes in with genuine conversation so it really blurs the lines. You're like, wait a second, Does, is that his genuine is it comedy yeah. or is that how he really feels? Which is why we always say it's, it's a, a comedy, comedy podcast. podcast. Yeah, yeah. Get, get over it. We're trying and to make jokes. anyone who thinks that when someone's on a podcast they're being like a hundred percent real like this is real talk even on real talk podcasts they're like yeah, oh yeah i was joking yeah because you're you you're you on you're you turned up to 11 you're you dipped in you sauce yes you're, you're not you, no you're, you dipped in you sauce is f- yeah i would that's the perfect analogy you're an extreme version of, of yourself. yourself exactly that, that's essentially what and it if is. you're taking me too serious you have a problem it's not yeah. me it's definitely you yeah. Yeah. So let's steer into <laughs> right. another right. It's yeah. definitely you. For sure. It's a you thing, not and me. And we'll steer into another rage bait it's, topic. It's Cristanza. Are you really doing it's you and not me? <laughs> I yeah. invented the you. It's not. It's, it's you. It's not me. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I fucking love that. It's yeah. a Cristanza. Oh, it's and me. It's not you. Yeah. It's, I invented the it's me. It's not you. Yeah. I fucking love that. <laughs> I fucking love that. I just do. But that's what I've been watching. Yeah. In a nutshell. But to make even more there, people right? mad. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's talk about Robert Pattinson. Just did an interview with GQ, and it's it set the internet on fire. We're talking about 20 articles written the next day, 50, 50 YouTube videos from what I've seen, and I, really? I've barely scratched the surface, my good men, because Robert Pattinson... Robert Pattinson said <laughs> in his interview... Uh, you know, I haven't been working out as much as I should, and the studio hired trainer yeah. is blowing on my phone, but I don't work out all the time, and I think people who do work out all the time are part of the problem. Wow. And he, he said was, they said he a, was baiting He people. said they set a weird precedent in Hollywood, and that back in the 70s, you had these action heroes who just had normal bodies, and that was like a normal thing. So then, this huge debate sprang up online. Right. There are people on one side saying, "How could you? Batman is supposed to be the most ripped and jacked, and he should he should have veins coming out of every limb in every which way, and he should be the pinnacle of what we see on the screen." Right. And then you had people on the other side who said, "This is a time where we can have other body types portrayed as heroes I on hate screen." You both. 
Exactly. I hated both. But I do I think I do hate one more than the other though. Exactly. It's the different body types one. People who what loved the people who loved Fat Thor way too much. Yeah. And Batman is supposed to be pretty muscular though, isn't he? Yeah. But the thing is Robert Pattinson, people uh, only uh only <laughs> Jesus. Oh. I, I hate I hate Twitter. Yeah. And I hate Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. only only a select You suck. <laughs> yeah. What were you saying? But only a select group of fans actually knew this about Edward pa- um Robert Pattinson. <laughs> He's apparently an infamous troll in his yeah, interviews. Yeah, he fucking trolled everybody. So Twilight fans were saying, hey, look, Robert Pattinson has been known since all the way when they did the original Twilight movie to just give random misinformation. To like, fuck with people. He would give fake spoilers for the Twilight movies. He would be he would just do that avant-garde stuff that Joaquin Phoenix does in interviews sometimes. Like in the Brother Bear uh, 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 interviews, Joaquin Phoenix tells that reporter, I don't think you've ever cried a day in your life. <laughs> <laughs> and he just says awesome. that to her and he Robert Pattinson <laughs> didn't make her cry that's awesome no. but <laughs> it made her stop asking questions yeah. for a good minute where she was just like what? what that's awesome but I think that Robert Pattinson is definitely still working out uh, for the role Absolutely. and if you saw the onset photos of his stunt double in the suit it's a big imposing figure so it's I don't think Batman. we're gonna have a problem and especially now with how Hollywood is shot you only need definition. Yeah, you have to be fit, but the thing is, we, yeah. we don't need... Let's put on a suit. You, we don't need you to look like The Rock or exactly. Arnold. That's just icing on the cake. Yes. Yeah, yeah. but I'm saying you could, do a different, you could do a different take on Batman. Like, we've seen Nightwing, right? Yeah. Nightwing. Well, not only Nightwing, there's the Batman... Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond, thank you. And the original Batman, when he was written, he was more of like a gymnast type. Exactly. Yes. That's what I'm... That's what I'm no, I agree. Batman Beyond is the perfect analogy, yeah. where where Batman is actually the elderly Bruce Wayne, so and he's another kid filling in. So you think he's going for a more slender look? You think? I'm saying that would be acceptable. It is. Yeah, acceptable. that's what I'm saying. People expect him to be Batfleck, flipping tires uh, and doing weighted wait, pull-ups, wait, 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 do 500 pound deadlifts, do some wait. fucking muscle ups on the well, rings. Let's not kid ourselves that we all didn't enjoy the fact that we. I finally, loved Batfleck. We, yeah, we finally had a Batman that actually looked like Batman. I like that. that that was just me. I just need my Batman to be a better actor. Yeah. I don't no, feel like I, I feel fair, like they didn't give him a lot to work with. I, I was just about to say that because We won't know until the Snyder Cut comes out. He's a phenomenal actor. I watched The Way Back with Ben Affleck and he fucking killed it. So oh, the basketball everything. coach movie? The basketball coach movie. So that, oh, really? That showed me. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Post rehab? Definitely watch that. That movie got me a couple of times. I'm a Did movie really? bitch. I'm a movie bitch. So if anybody. I'll have to check it out. I wasn't yeah. watching it because I simply was like. Lots of movies kept me. That's not much of a statement. But I'm, I'm just saying he killed it in that movie. So he definitely has the acting chops. Uh, like we've seen that multiple times. 100%. So I just think that those mo- the Batman movies in which he started were misguided. And it wasn't his fault. But I think that the, the workout scenes in Batman movies help you buy in yes. to the fact that this guy could be a superhero. Not only that, but you're getting paid so much money. Do steroids. Yeah, look, yeah, you yeah. good. It's nothing. like Christian Bale when he Christian did, Bale did all of the steroids. All the steroids. Henry Cavill didn't do steroids, but he got in killer shape 
for the role. And he said, and Henry Cavill made the perfect statement where I think Robert Pattinson is doing the for, same it, thing. It's going to live forever. Yes, especially when the you see Christian Bale drop and start doing push-ups immortalized. In, in the master bedroom. I mean, everybody remembers that scene because he's jacked. Well, that's how you do training, too, that builds the character. Yes. It shows that this guy trains There's obsessively yes. and he never stops. And it, that's how you believe that he's able to do those crazy things. Yeah, but that's the character, too, yeah. within the comics and, and in all the movies. That's who he's supposed to be. Yeah, and Henry Cavill said, you don't need to get too insane in insane shape, like show ready for like an NPC show. You just need to get into a certain body type. Do you know who did a good job of that? Who? Chris Evans. Yes. Oh, great. Chris Evans didn't no. do steroids and just Probably killed it. Probably not. Probably not. But if he, he did, it was not a The lot. only reason I say that Christian Bale did is because of the transformation he made having just done The Machinist. Yeah, yeah that, was a, that was suspect. And he pounds to 210 or 220. So, yeah. But... But uh, yeah, Chris Evans did a fantastic job. And he didn't job. get insane, insane, insane. It was just like, oh, he's a very muscular guy who got in shape for the role. He didn't have to go. He made to it the so believable. Level. He made it so yeah. believable. And it didn't. It didn't hurt the fact that they had that. You know, the the green screen character who was four foot eleven. Well, that's the. That's and then what you I was go from to. four foot eleven, you go to someone who's six foot two and jacked. That's what Henry Cavill was saying. Yeah, he I said, mean, once you get to that certain type of shape with yeah. lighting and angles and they the magic of good. film. Yeah, they make you oh, look they great. They change. make you look amazing. Like he said uh, that one scene in Man of Steel where he's running out of the ocean. He's like, I don't look like that. I looked like that kind of at one angle with one lens in certain lighting yeah. after getting pumped for 30 seconds. And then I rehydrated and I looked completely different. Yeah, but I believe Yanner really looked that good. <laughs> Who? Yennefer. Oh, Yennefer. 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 From Son the of Witcher. a bitch. Yeah, if that were a VHS tape, that section would be worn down. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yennefer is... I'm a, you ever uh, see a you woman, can say what you want. She looks... Do you ever see yeah. a woman so attractive that it kind of makes you mad? Like you're very frustrated? Oh, yeah. She's, she's gorgeous. No. You guys... Are you okay? <laughs> I'm totally not alone. That She's frustrated. Yeah, yeah good no, looking. She's very good looking. But well, you just wonder. You're like, are you space alien or something? That's true. Like, what's up? What's up with this? Totally. And you've seen. I've seen some people where it does. It has the same effect on me, and it's because they're ugly. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've seen some people, and I'm like, you're a creature from a different plane for <laughs> sure. Oh my god, <laughs> swamp thing wow, in real life. Wow, that's so harsh. Comedy podcast. That's funny. you know what's funny too. The people <laughs> in com- my, that's my those are my beliefs. Yeah, I truly <laughs> believe that. Yeah. You're all in. I'm all fucking in. That's funny. Quote me. <laughs> I hold those values on my heart. Yes. But Burn, now let's... Into my soul. We can actually talk about the Snyder Cut now. Yes, let's do the Snyder Cut. So it has been a long-running theme ever since we heard that Zack Snyder had to stop because of the family tragedy. Yes. And Joss Whedon had to step, step in, in to change the vision of the Justice League. It was a tale of two movies that were melded together by an editor and put out to the public. And the result and- was a very, very... Bad. I would a say shitty movie. Yeah, it was, was seven hundred million shitty movies. It was in that sweet spot where it's like a four out of ten, so it's not so bad that it's actually it comes back around and is hilarious, and it's not good, good enough. enough to be enjoyable to watch. It's I just that boring again. zone. Yeah, yeah, but has anybody where, really watched it again? No, because no, no. I fall asleep. It's just bad. It's, it's just, just a bad, bad movie. I would agree. Josh Wheaton and Zach what happened Snyder. to Josh? What happened? Well, he was given a fucked up situation too, where, okay, he already shot half the movie and it's a completely different vision, but we're going to bring you in and we're going to have you do reshoots and you do what you want with the movie now. And we'll combine the two and create a a bestseller. Do you think he said, Joss Whedon said it felt like he was 
pushed into making these split second decisions. Do you think that 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 the executives really just didn't like Snyder's cut? I mean, I think there might. I be. don't think it, that was it at all. I, I, I don't know. I think they I, brought in a guy who's very you, different. I understand that, but I'm telling you, there's been some some articles put out. Uh, you know, now that I've been reading more about it, because just last Saturday you were asking me about it, and I didn't believe that they were going to actually put it out. Um, and there's some articles that have been put out that you know the. He had a tragedy and he had to step away. There's no debating about that. But they're saying that they might have waited for him to get over his tragedy and just put off what happened? the premiere. His his daughter killed herself. Oh, yikes. Yeah, It was tragic. It was yeah. just she died. beyond. But he had to pull back. He had to pull back the, and take care of his family. But they said that, that, that some of... The, you bring in Joss Whedon, the guy who did the original Avengers, which was... Completely from Zack Snyder's movies are dark. Let's just say that from the outset. Yeah, but he said it's a gritty style. Movies. Watchmen was great, but it's a completely different theme. Dawn to of that. the Dead was fantastic. It's a completely different theme from that of Joss Whedon's films. Yeah, but my if you look at the original Avengers, okay, well, listen to you talk. Okay, <laughs> he was already talking. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you look at the original Avengers movie with Joss Whedon, it's very glitzy. It's colorful. It's bright and funny, and it's it's just. And you look at his other work, Dr. Horrible sing-along blog, which is kind of like a superhero parody, and it's still very light and springy. And then you bring him in to finish a Zack Snyder movie, it's going to be a clash. Yeah, but that's my whole point. Do you think that the executives, that goes back to what I was originally saying, that the executives thought, even though that he had a family tragedy, that they didn't appreciate the cut of the movie he was making, and they uh, this was a, a, a way for them to go in a different direction, and it was too many cooks, and they fucked up a movie. And mm -hmm. now everybody is like, and there's been two, two trains of thought also, that a lot of people have been shitting on this because, oh, is this what you're going to do for fans? You're going to give them uh, something they've complaining for for a long time and i'm like the fans are what the movies are here for and you know you make the movies the fans pay to see them of course give them what they want why yeah. not i mean that's the whole what it all boils down to but again i mean to be honest with you his movies are dark i like his movies personally i mean he he cut his teeth with Dawn of the Dead. If you have not seen that, the new take it's on that movie, it's yeah. a fantastic zombie apocalypse movie. I definitely see what Cameron's saying in that if you if you create a foundation of a film that's Zack Snyder's vision and it's got this gritty dark vibe to it, and then you bring in Josh Wheaton who created the first Avengers and and everything was so colorful and it, it almost seemed kind of childlike, like cartoony, make. cartoony exactly. Those those could definitely clash, and you end up with the piece of shit that we got. I think that those two things are not necessarily mutually exclusive with the poor vision and executives getting involved. I, um, I think they, they, they saw his I work think it's inevitable. On, the, on the Marvel movie. Every time you movie. have a, a movie with that much money involved, that e executives will get a say in what, what goes on. But I think Zach's, Zach's saying that not only did his vision and the movie that he wanted to make get obscured by Wheaton coming in, not to the fault of Wheaton. Wheaton tried to make the best movie that he could, but I think that people really undervalue the effect that editing can have on a movie. Uh, I, th while the director is actively involved sure. in the editing process, he's not the only one doing it. Movies can no. die on the editing room floor. And they do. Through no fault of, of the producers or, or the, the director. director. Or the director. Which comes to kind of the larger point that I feel like DC was screwed from the jump when they set out on this track of movies to go from Superman 1 to Batman versus Superman to Suicide Squad to Justice League. 
That is a crazy jump. So you go from a superhero origin story where he's not like Superman. He plays a weird space alien man that's not American. And he's not human. So the whole point of Superman is that he has these outworld otherworldly powers, but he's a farm boy from farm Kansas. Boy. Yeah, but he yeah. is an alien he's, from another instead planet. Instead, he played this weird alien demigod. He, he, in he, yeah. he, he is from another planet. Yeah, yeah but the whole point is that he's the um, the Earth's champion. But, and that he is American. See, we always disagree on this. I think Man of Steel is a fantastic movie, and you guys hate it. I don't hate it. I don't think it's as uh, it's good a, as it should have been. And it's it didn't portray Superman movie. as he is in the comics. Superman is I one of the most relatable characters. I think that's better than any of the other Superman movies we've gotten with Christopher Reeves and all, all the other Superman movies. Well, They've all been not that yeah. good. They've all and been the appeal, shit, and, and this the, is so much better than appeal, all of them. The whole appeal of Superman in the comics is that one thing that DC fans have talked about for years, it's crazy that this this kid from Krypton who can break skyscrapers in half is more relatable than a human Bruce Wayne who's a billionaire living in these plush... Like, that's what people like about Superman, that even yeah. though he's this but fantastical... Bruce Wayne's, Bruce Wayne's damaged. That's why he's not relatable. Yeah. And he's a billionaire. Yeah. But, but that's powerful. my whole point. But that is the point. It He's... He, Superman turns out to be a farm kid from Kansas that everybody identifies with. But he didn't play that in Man of Steel. That's not how he was in Man of Steel. I, I, I just, I don't know. I disagree. I think he was. I, I felt that. I felt he you was. Felt he, he was immediately made to be an yeah, outsider. He played a space alien yeah. who was in love with Lois Lane and decided to help her. I just didn't get that vibe. Whereas he didn't, he felt like an alien more than he felt like, no, this he, is a clear uh, human guy. Who, I think you guys need to go back and watch that again. I yeah, think you missed it. I, sure. I do. I do think you missed it. But to do all of those movies in such quick succession, I think we can all agree that that was a bad idea. When you look at how slow Iron Man went. Yeah. They saw what they were going up against and where Marvel was in their in their arc and in that timeline and they were like we got to get there we got to be there now they're cranking out all these movies and they're piecing everything together and, and that's the reason they brought in they're like three Josh, quarters of the way done we're just done. getting started and they reeked of suits doing it too definitely where they were like we need that money we need the crossover money exactly they hadn't established any good origin stories they didn't develop these characters and familiarize them with these new audiences that we have now a lot of these people they're younger right these people are going to the movies and they they're not familiar with the yeah. comic books so you got to introduce the, these actors that are portraying these characters even if we do know them we don't know Henry Cavill as Superman yeah. we gotta get to know this person I, and then know. if you look at and, 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 and then they rush they, and they, they're actually talking they make one movie and then they rush into these crossovers and we're like Wait. Batman versus Superman yeah. and they have moments that they totally didn't earn you didn't earn the death of Superman you had yeah. two movies and then to have a Batman versus Superman movie when we didn't get to explore that dynamic for like that was Civil War if it were the second movie and in the MCU. you to have like this end game know, like emotional experience. It, it would feel it's no, it's nowhere near as cathartic, right? Because yeah. in the Tony versus Cap and Bucky scene, you're like, oh my God, you totally get both sides. You've been on journeys with both characters multiple times yeah, by I watched, themselves. I watched on multiple individual movies. It's not though. It's not. It, it is. It, it's not because they. You guys can't compare Marvel to DC. They're they're you can't. Totally. Okay. They're superhero mm, movies. I, I just I understand they're superhero movies, but they're different characters, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I for agree. sure. Well, that's the reason you can't compare billionaire philanthropist. Tony Stark to I'm Bruce Wayne. The you execution. can't do. I get what he's saying. Though. You can't. What he's saying two totally is, different people. What he's saying that makes it harder for DC is that a lot of the Marvel characters were relatively unknown-ish. Yeah. To the 
popular culture. Like, nobody Iron knew Man, who Tony people, Stark really was. The only they, they put a face on him with with people with Robert Downey Jr. People yeah. weren't, and, and, yeah. and they didn't develop that character. The same. Everybody knew who Bruce Wayne was and, and Superman because they've done um, they've done TV shows it's and movies. Advantage and DC. No, it's no, because it's, it's different totally guys. Is. You saw it's not. Yeah, it totally How many is. different people if play Batman? If you flesh it out, if you flesh it out, no, and you get, you're wrong. Christian Bale. I'm not though. I'm not though. Okay. Christian Bale is Batman. You can get no. into Batman. No. You can make more Batman films that are good, and you can. Michael flesh Keaton. That's the problem, though. And I'll Michael explain Keaton. why. Okay, I see what you're saying. That, that it's a well-known character, so you can take different. Takes on it. Not only the that, only, but they're, they're the only problem we've had one person play the, Iron no, Man. The for only a problem is too, people know the story. And it's hard to tell people a story. And if you change it too much, then you're going to ignite the fandom against you. And you're going to have them saying, oh, you changed this, that, and that about Batman's uh, uh, origin story. But How could you, you do that? You have to change the origin story. But if you give it you to them again to like they did in the BVS, in BVS they Thanks. gave us the Batman origin story. And guess what everyone said? You wasted... 20 minutes exactly. of movie on an origin story that we already knew. And and, and you know what? And, and I agree with that. Stop. Stop so it is telling a, me the origin story. It is Batman. a unique. I do not need it anymore. It is a unique. Don't want to hear it. It's a unique uh, situation to be you in. You can tell it in Fast Forward. Yeah. And, make it and no, that's what, that's what I've heard is going don't, to happen in the new Batman it. movie. And it looks like DC has kind of learned that although their characters are more popular and that presents a Catch unique challenge. speed in five minutes. Exactly. Where they're going to be like, hey. We all know Batman's story, but we need to show you so Fucking it's not just a it. massive plot hole. And they're gonna just flash forward and then get get into the Batman stuff that we want to see, while while still doing justice to the characters. Yes, you know and I, I, mean? I don't necessarily think that the whole Robert Downey Jr. argument has very name uh, name somebody else who's played Iron no, Man. Like, my thing is, it doesn't have very solid legs because we've seen other Marvel characters get recycled before. Tony Stark. Nobody else has ever recycled Iron Man. Yes, That's my whole point. That argument is literally just saying that Robert Downey Jr. did a great job playing Iron Man. And he is Iron Man, and nobody's denying that. But we've seen other Marvel characters get recycled. And it doesn't. that does not show me that Marvel is better in some way than DC. My argument is that DC failed in multiple aspects. And then you come back with Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, and I'm not seeing... What you're not seeing is... In, there. What, what, in my opinion, what, you're not, what I think you're not seeing is... is I think when you have Michael Keaton, you have all these different guys playing Batman for over the years. Yeah. Literally, I mean, five different actors, okay, with different different perspectives, different ranges, different looks, and he told us the origin story five different fucking times because they keep coming to the same cash cow again and again, and then they turn it over. You think it's a tired character at this point, or what? No, I think I think his origin story's tired. I th I'm over that. So you think that DC was smart to to rush into crossovers? Like no, with the what Flash I, and what, all of these other characters. Well, I I think they were because wrong. Because that's to, my criticism. I think they were wrong to rush into that. I think I think they needed a better script. I think they I don't agree need, with that. I don't yeah. think they need origin stories. And my thing is. Um, you're at a disadvantage. The reason I say you can't compare the two is because they've had the same people playing the same roles for a decade. That's never been the case with anybody in DCU, in, the, in, in that whole universe. There has been literally a different person playing all those roles, all those villains, 
all the time. Well, that, and, to be and fair, you're not going to see that. They haven't done these like giant blockbuster DC films. I know, and and that puts them at the advantage because exactly. there hasn't been a background story multiple times on Tony. And nothing Stark. prevents them from establishing this guy. You know what? This guy is going to be our go-to guy with Batman moving forward in in a Kevin Feige like arc for DC. Nothing's preventing that. It's. But we still have everything. We have all the trends. We can see what was successful before. We can apply it to characters I just got a phone call from Kevin Feige. I had to step out really quick. And he said that, you know, that we're right. And (laughs) you're wrong. And that we're right. And that it's easy easy to make a cool and fun, new, exciting movie about the Guardians of the Galaxy. Because nobody knows who who the fuck they are. But DC jumped the gun by doing... They did three origin stories and one justice... You're assuming a lot. You're... You're assuming yeah. a lot thinking that everyone has seen every single portrayal of Batman. While we are familiar there's with his more, backstory, more Batman story. Batman is. Every, there's more story about everyone. Batman. It does not hurt a Batman film coming to the box office. It, well, it does, it does to not. a point. If, People, if, when the first okay. Iron Man dropped, you guys have to understand that everyone thought it was going to fucking fail. Because yeah. no one knows Iron Man, yeah. and no, nobody expected anything from it. If yeah. we hear about a new Batman movie, I don't know about you, but I'm excited. I'm not. I'm not. A lot of the fandom is more worried now. It's kind of taken on a, a, since the new DC movies. Money. No, since gonna, the new DC movies. I won't, I won't pay to see it. Since the new I DC movies, I you've won't. had this polarization of the fan base, just like Star Wars, where when a new project gets announced, you have half the fan base going like, I'm excited, and then the other half going, I'm going to watch it, and I think they're going to fuck it up. I just yeah. don't think it's outlandish but, compare, but, to like, compare Marvel and DC when DC, they're, they're both superhero franchises, and DC is desperately trying to be well, Marvel, then I think it's totally fair. It's to coming either. Either way, and we're going to be getting the Snyder Cut going coming to HBO Max. Right. And th- the thing is, it's apparently going to get be, back on track. It's apparently going to be four hours long because there's so much of that backstory. Like we said, introducing Cyborg, Flash, and yeah. um, he has a Aquaman ton of footage in one movie. Well, he said he's got a ton of footage. It's all raw, so he's going to have to have all the special effects done. We saw frames of Dark Side. That was just put out. I posted that on our on our Twitter it's on account, our Instagram, uh, Twitter account, and then um, the big thing about that is too that makes you wonder is, and everybody goes, well, why spend all, there? What? Why spend all the money? That's that's it. dark side. Yep. That's dark side. Uh, why spend all the money on the Snyder cut? Well, at the beginning of the show, I asked Cameron to look up how much they that HBO was spending on Westworld. Yes. Per season, and they were. HBO m- spent a hundred million dollars on just the first season of Westworld, with twenty-five million for the pilot. Yeah, so it's one hundred twenty-five on the first season. It's not crazy at all to give forty million to Zack Snyder, and that's what they're talking about to fix his cut, to get in the editing room, to do some CG work. And figure out how to make and, his vision come to life. And they're talking about they're going to have to do some reshoots. And this has also sparked another thing, which there was a story just yesterday, that all of them have said they'd be willing to come back and do reshoots for uh, Snyder. They're all willing to do it. They are, and this they, is for Suicide Squad or Justice no, League? Justice League. Justice League. For, oh, so, you were telling so, me that it was Suicide Squad the other no, day. No, no, no. That was what I was going to get into in a second. Yeah. Th- that's but, not... But, but no. so, so when... It's really weird because when Josh Wheaton was done, was doing the finish up of the movie, everybody was off doing other movies, and they all gave everybody shit. They're not coming back. They're not changing their looks. Remember the spider, the Superman mustache, CG chin, and and everybody was like, you know, fuck ben you. Ben Affleck phoned in his acting in the it, reshoots, and it hurt the film. It hurt the film. But now that Snyder said he's going to come back, 
everybody has already put out on their Twitter feed all the major stars from that movie said I'm happy to come back even I, Ben Affleck even Ben had said he's willing to do reshoots he's happy to do them he's happy to work with Snyder again and he's more than willing to do are any you not reshoots. excited to see that I, I am but, Snyder cut. but but that makes me go back to the point that I'm saying again that Snyder's cut um I think they were messing in too much trying to get a Marvel movie out of a DC movie. And not only that, here's the other thing. Are we going to see a movie or are we going to see a limited series? I hope they do a limited series. I want to see yeah, all four hours. It's, it's tough too, especially when you have when you have those characters. You have Ben Affleck coming back because now you have Matt Reeves, the Batman, that's slated, slated for uh, it's still filming. It had to shut down briefly for coronavirus. Yeah. Be, because they had to postpone shooting, but that is scheduled to come out too. Right. And so now you have these characters that have been replaced and you had Henry Cavill who said, he's not sure if he's going to be Superman again in well, the film. Well, and I forgot to tell you this. So what happens? Well, well, let yeah. me just interrupt one thing right there where you said that he's not sure now that he's willing to come back and do reshoots. He's open negotiations with, with DC to do another Superman movie. So now, yeah, that's what they just said yesterday. That That's what I was wondering about. He will. And he said, if the money's right, and depending on who's willing to direct it, he'll come back and do another Superman and movie. And what if the movie comes out, the, the Snyder Cut, and people say, this is great. And that's then what, would it bring Ben Affleck back? Would we have Robert Pattinson's movie as a one-off and then we have Batfleck back? Because a lot of people loved Ben Affleck as Batman. I did. But... He had nothing to do with the script. Like the script failed him, and then he was originally in talks to be in the standalone Batman movie, only to be replaced because they didn't let him direct it or write it. Exactly, and he had a script, and he said he was going to direct it, and I think they pissed him off by taking it out of his hands. Yeah, they gave it to Matt Reeves. Exactly, and he said, "You know what? I'm done. Fuck you. I'm done." And that's the reason when he said everybody asked when Snyder said asked everybody to come back into reshoots, they were all happy to do it with him. I think there was more going on behind the scenes, and it takes me back to that whole point about going, you know, was there's something else going on? There's a tragedy. There's a lot end. of stuff happening yes. at DC behind the scenes. If you if you want to come up with a conspiracy theory, that the, there is really bad. That? Yeah, because I do believe that there's really. There's so many filmmakers who have come out of DC, flash directors who have quit and walked away oh, from yeah. movies because a whole they're fucking like nightmare. the executive room is so toxic to the creative process. They not said. only that is the guy they, playing the flash. Yeah. Nobody wants to fucking work. And with. they'll get their script like they'll give scripts to DC and they'll be like, oh, change almost Everything. all of it. Everything. Or they'll completely reject the script and be like, you know what? Now we don't want you on the movie. Yeah, yeah. Which like is insane. Like the two, the two yeah. flash directors were coming off of really successful films. Exactly. And one was the, the, the duo, the duo that did Spider Verse, exactly into the Spider Verse. They were only doing Flash, phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. Like, like, completely flipped my perspective yeah. on oh other people God. playing. Anybody who knows knows that has been watching our show for a while knows that I'm not the biggest superhero movie guy or the biggest superhero into fan in general. <sighs> but into the Spider Verse, is great. It's a good movie. movie. Yeah, yeah movie. great, great movie. And to see them turn away creatives like yes, that, they turn them away. Had a script. See ya. Who wanted to do the movie? Yeah, they were willing to. That movie was so good that if the two of them want to do a project, I'm like, how much? Fuck are yeah, I was go to LA then and throw some get, money at this. Yeah. What Mason was talking about earlier, you have David Ayers who did Suicide Squad oh, that's, coming yes. out and saying the movie I made never got to be shown, shown. on the screen, exactly. and now you have another. Uh, hashtag cropping up uh, give us the airs cut yes. of Suicide Squad because and that just started this week he said there's so much I shot that was on the cutting room floor he said I felt I made a really good I shot a really good movie yep. and it got the Edward Scissorhands treatment it did 
He said someone ch- chop- they chopped off whole character arcs yes. See, that were supposed to, to make the story more meaningful. It speaks back to exactly what I was saying, where the director, he, his vision was not portrayed no. because yeah. the editor wanted to show something else. Well, it, so it makes you wonder who the editor... That's the reason why... Yeah. I'm sorry to cut no. you off. I think it's so important that some directors have their own editors work on their pieces and they're in the room with them. Well, they just have to be more involved in the editing process. I agree. And something prevented agree. that from happening with David Well, Ayer. Tarantino always said... Final cut. The director's job is to give the vision and then everyone else helps get that vision to to the screen they help them transport that and get their vision to the screen so to have an editor or an executive board that actively infringes on that process of getting their vision onto the screen makes uh, worse movies not only i appreciate that perspective so much more though because when you put that responsibility on the director then we know exactly who to blame there are no excuses yeah like there are no, with suicide true. squad or like there are with this uh, the snyder I, I get it there was a horrible tragedy and had to step away but it's easy to point fingers when you have all of these cooks in the kitchen and you're yes. like this was not my vision it's, it's that's not the reason my fault I, the movie sucked. i still think they should have waited it's they should have they the should have put it off be- 18 months and let them come back it's because of this guy it's because of this person who got involved and skewed everything. Yeah. It, it, the buck stops at the director now. When you yeah. when you take that Tarantino approach, I'm overseeing everything. This is my vision. Yeah. You guys and are, he has final cut. We have a lot of ancillary staff to help me make my vision come to fruition and and help me show it to the audience. And so if this movie's yeah. bad, it's his fault. And he's one of those rare directors that does. L- a lot of or most of the writing too yeah. and yeah. that that goes back to exactly what we were talking about was it two shows ago one show ago with Kevin Smith you guys didn't like his movie guess whose fault it is it is Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Smith, Smith. Well, that's he directed thing. it he edited it he wrote it and he wrote it he, he wrote edited it, it and he wrote, wrote it. it it's on if, Kevin if Smith if you don't have a yes. director who's at least involved with the writer in that process yes. you're not going to get a uniform vision that's why directors will often get a script they like and then they'll work on the screenplay with the, the, with writer. the writer of the yeah. screenplay. So they'll have the writer, the writer of the screenplay, and the director in a room putting it to paper of how they want the film to look. Right. So then you they, that's a way to do it where... I think. That's the, that's the way to do it if you're not that powerhouse that can write and direct. That's how you're supposed to do it. But it, it seems like yeah. you're in a... They get into a writer's room... And they have now 12 people's yeah, vision. By committee. And then you have the executive saying, well, I don't like that. And Fuck we him. need to do this. And when, we can't have it go over three hours because that's not allowed. And, and the other thing, too, is I do say fuck the executive, but... It's hard to argue with a guy spending $300 million on a movie time and go fuck himself. Well, Marvel does a good job of putting you in a room. Think about like, it's like a train car. And you can do whatever you want in your train car, but the train's still going to the same place. Yes, an arc. And they made sure you were still on rails. So you could have freedom within your little train car, but if you think you're steering this... You're not. You're not. Well, Kevin Feige's always said that. He actually... And that's so smart. He used to always stop by each writing room and go... This is your arc. He, he'd write points on the arc. You can write it. This has to happen. This has to happen. And he would he would do that. And just like you're saying. And that's a good way to write and, because... And, and that's it. You have a guy like Taika Waititi who's like, well, I'm going to do all this weird stuff, but I'm still going to hit the beats you like want me that. to hit. Yeah. I appreciate that, too. You, you, so they're like a conductor pointing out the station. And that's what Kevin Feige always said. making the path. Exactly. And he'd yeah. say, I don't care. It, it, not that he doesn't care, but he would go... You can write what you want, but this has to happen, this has to happen, this has to happen, and this has to happen. And the only reason he was able to do that is because he got great creatives like Jon Favreau on to work. And you need those creative guys. Yeah. 
It's like we said, but when you when you hamstring them like DC did, you get something you get direct when directors are crying for their cut to be shown. Something's wrong. Something is wrong behind yeah, the I scenes. Agree with that. When you have David Ayers, who's a a rich and famous director, director. has done a lot of movies. When you have him going, I cannot believe I put that out, and that's under my name. Yeah. And yeah. I really, he said, he's in director's shell over he, that. Yeah, he literally said on uh, an interview, he said it would be incredibly cathartic to get back into an editing room and make the movie he wanted to make. Yeah, yeah, a lot of potential there. No, no, yeah, no. Oh, well, especially if there's hours. Squad. Here's the thing. Yeah. Again, we always go back to the point, and I made that point about Westworld. They spent a hundred million, hundred twenty-five million dollars on one season. You're gonna get me kind of jazzed about a, another potential Suicide Squad. Give me a movie. Suicide Squad. Already having seen one, that sucks. For forty and million seeing, and seeing the follow-up million. Suck. Yeah, <laughs> Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Terrible Not fucking good. movie. Terrible Not fucking good. movie. About thirty minutes too long, and, and it sacrificed shit. its shit. story to make a point about shit. gender and dynamics. Yeah, and it's such a it's shame a because movie. that movie, everything was done. It was fun for a little and bit. She, and technically, it was so sound, but the movie lacked direction. Yeah, but you know what? We finally found someone could actually bring that character to, to life. life. Lacked she direction. is Harley Quinn, and I, and I really believe really really that her character had a, a weak motivation. Like the, her it reason for terrible. doing things just wasn't there. No. It was bizarre. And I get that she's writing. Harley Quinn, and she's like spontaneous and all that. But it it became like distracting the the themes they were playing with. Yeah, they were trying to like make, they weren't trying to tell a story. They were trying to make points. It make and a point, and it got There's to the point difference. where I'm like, you sacrificed the story for this. For exactly, where it's like what story? Making what the story? point is perfectly fine and you valid. can you can if you tell want a story. But still, tell me the story exactly. Yeah, and instead you make this cartoonish make points and stories. It's called all the time. Moral. Yeah, exactly. Or all theme. the time. Or a theme. theme. Let me you take can it do away. that. What's the moral exactly. of the story? Okay, I, let me decipher that as the viewer. Don't spell it out loud. Yeah, I don't need you to smack me in the face with it. Okay. Yeah. Or if you're gonna do it, do and if you want to do that smack in the face, you can do it kind of tongue in cheek. Cheek, exactly. The perfect example of that is the original. Not the original show, but the original movies for Charlie's Angels, yes. as opposed to the reboot. Oh my God! Charlie's Angels did a good so job of tongue-in-cheek, not taking itself too seriously, yeah. but still bucking those same dynamics. 100%. Whereas you have the new Charlie's Angels reboot that Blue just unironic, uh, just oh, straight-faced, tries to buck those things. Where it, it did not work. But it's a movie about secret spies that take instructions from a speaker on a desk, and they they're wearing all these different cool outfits. And I'm like, you, you need to understand that it's a goofy spy movie. Yeah. And that's what made the first two uh, Charlie's Angels movies great. marginally really successful in the yeah. box yeah. office. Full Throttle was a great good. movie. Full Throttle was yeah. fucking awesome. But I, I see more and more movies doing that where yeah. they sacrifice the writing for the theme. And that's you, that's a good way to ensure that your theme will not get out there as much. <laughs> and that people will actively right. reject it. It's like we always said. If people can tell they're being pushed in a certain preached, direction yeah, preached yeah preached they reject the message whereas if you make a great film that has those themes woven through yeah. it you'll get way more people yeah. on your team yeah because at the end of the movie if you're going oh wonder woman versus captain marvel yeah where captain marvel actually had a guy in a leather jacket going hey chick get out of here it's called the cockpit for a reason and bitch. it's like what like who is this, who is a, this guy? Who is this person? Yeah, and then you have Wonder Woman who's she was strong. doing nothing but defeating strong men as a strong woman, but in an organic, yeah. thematic way. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. She was just a strong, a don't strong even say person. person. Exactly. That was my point. You didn't have to say who is a you woman. Say she. That's the exactly. thing. Exactly. She is what a strong person. 
Yeah. Dynamic, powerful, just happened to be a woman. Yeah. And that was and that, great stuff. Great stuff. But now, now I can't see anybody else playing that role. And I want to see. And I would love to see another movie. And this you know what? Scal. Hey, my name is Gal, and this is the ASMR interview. Whatever. For Women's Magazine. <laughs> see, you're just going to take it to another level. But, but I thought that was I'm a ready. Great you guys got me fucking pumped now. I want the air's cut of Suicide Squad. I'm ready to sit down and watch the Suicide Squad here's the again. Thing. Here's, how, here's the how thing. Bad you're going to give Snyder $40 million on a property and all the film you already have. Do the same from Ferrer's. Give him $40 Speaking million. Of put it on that, HBO Max. Speaking of things that never came to be in movies, did you guys know that John Wick, the movie, that was not its original title? What was really? it? It was plant. It was literally going to be called Scorn. What? What? It was going to be called Scorn, but Keanu Reeves kept calling it John Wick, the lead character's name. So everybody was like, uh, "Let's go, with John Wick," because he kept doing interviews about and the saying movie, John Wick, and he kept call- referring to it He's as amazing. John Wick. He's am- he doesn't even mean to do the right it's thing, and he does. So way the, better. The marketing team. Way better. Than Scorn the would not have blown no, up. No, if you're so just saying here's the John thing. Wick, everybody the marketing knows. Marketing team got together and they're like, "Look, he's already done these interviews. It's like five million dollars in free advertising. We're just going to go with John Wick." And everybody on the internet, everybody on the internet, saying that's Keanu Reeves' polite way of saying we need to change the way, change the name <laughs> of this movie. The name sucks. <laughs> it does. And you know what? It's just so. Yeah. It's fucking now perfect. It brought imagine, action movies could back. You imagine that no. thing being called Scorn. Scorn 1. Two. Scorn 2. Scorn 3. It would have been fucking terrible. Because it's terrible such movie. an uber serious name. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no. Scorn. And it's like an over the top action flick. And can I say that I cannot wait for the next John Wick? Oh, movie? the fourth I, one I is agree. going to be I agree. absolutely and, 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 and the terrible part was is I'm Mr. All right, 10 seconds in. We need to do better. And then oh, you yeah. end up watching a movie, and yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It's they were all free, great, super good. So we'll see if DC can retroactively pick up the ball that they have dropped, turn back time with the click remote. Literally, that's the crazy thing. It's not like they're making new films and no. getting it right with no. different different stories. Literally, let's go back. Yeah, we fi- we already shot the film. We have the footage. Fix what I'm we made. <laughs> I'm gonna fix it, guys. They're like pointing to like a burning building that's collapsing. Yeah. You yeah. released it in all of these theaters across the U.S. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Yeah. Here's that forty million. Bad. It already made like four hundred million dollars or five hundred million dollars. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Okay, it's gonna be fine. We're gonna yeah. redo it. I'm gonna d- I'm gonna fix you. Yeah, I'm gonna hit the control. I C. just can't believe control that C. they spend a hundred and twenty-five million on Westworld. In my opinion, shit. And oh they're gonna God. give they're gonna give a guy forty million, <laughs> and he's gonna come out with four episodes for forty million. I just think it's genius. I'm gonna buy you a meat freezer for all these cold takes. It's just shit. I love. I love. You know it. what Westworld is? Sleeping pill. Without Matt though. <laughs> without Matt though, most of the show would be Cameron and I sitting around going, "Yeah, dude." I yeah. agree. 100%. <laughs> Speaking truth. Yeah. Truth to power. Oh God. But um, you want to know what Bell can't be untold and what balls can't be dropped. It's the, all of the YouTube drama that has erupted. Yes. Oh. We have to get to this over yes. these past couple of weeks. H three H three versus Keemstar. This has been dominating the YouTube sphere. I didn't so many how video big it was. essays, exposés have been made by every channel under the sun every on channel. either side. Millions of views over the course of six hours. million. We're like we're hours. like Switzerland. We're like Switzerland in our I'm little not. neutral corner. No, no. I have no Nazi gold in my vault. <laughs> no, I'm not Switzerland. Okay. <laughs> it's to illustrate a point, my guys. Neutral. We are neutral. No, so no, we are, I have a take on we it. Are I have in a our, take too. We're in our little corner of Switzerland in the bunker, 
and we're just watching rockets and bullets yeah. fly back and forth. But we haven't yet. We've yet to engage in, I am the, in about, this battle. I am about to join the Allied powers because this is some fucking bullshit. Okay. All right. This is some bullshit. We'll each go around and we'll describe where we stand. Okay. okay. All right. Who wants to go first? I'm assuming everyone watching knows the drama that has erupted between recap. H3H3 and Keemstar, real host quick, of Drama quick. Alert. So I think everybody is aware of the, the shit that H3H3 went through being sued by Matt Haas, right? They, they do things where they react to these videos on the internet and they, they splice clips They satirize together. them. Right. They, it's, exactly. So Matt Haas sued them. Okay. Said you're showing my video, copyright yeah. infringement, copyright fuck infringement. you. Fuck you. I'm suing you for all this money. And he dragged them out through this lengthy court process, cost, cost them tens of thousands of dollars, potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars. I don't know the exact dollar. Right. So um, there was this really popular game, Payday. I think it was Payday 2 at the time. And they, they reached out to H3H3 and they were like, we are going to do a DLC and we will give you the profit that we make off of it. We'll sell it for like $5 or something. Yeah. And you and can the DLC was them in the game as characters yeah, with right. voice lines. Literally and all that. with voice lines and all that. And they said, okay, we'll give you the money. You can put that toward uh, the, the lawsuit and we'll help you out. And, out in that and we'll way. pay for it. Yeah. So then their way of paying for it. H3H3 made pressed. a video and they were like, I've put $15,000 of my own money into this lawsuit. Keemstar runs a drama show, Drama Alert. It's got like 6 million subscribers, like 5 that. million subscribers. Where he profits off of other people's beef and exactly. brings them on for interviews and talks about the comings and goings of YouTube and who's having blow up fights and so who's he, dating who he makes a video and he calls Ethan the, the, the head guy at H3H3 productions, Ethan and his wife on the channel, Ela and Keemstar makes a video and he's like, Ethan's a fucking liar. He's a liar. He didn't invest $15,000 of his own money. He is using the money that from the from payday too. Right. He didn't put any of his money. He's putting that lie out there. Okay. Right? So then Ethan, is like that's bullshit that's slander and now this video that keemstar posted is still up on his channel he's like it's crazy how keemstar slandered me in this video and he's just leaving it up right. making money off of lies so then they now they have this back and forth going they're like ethan makes a video about keemstar called the content nuke initially and he's like keemstar's a piece of shit he's always been a piece of shit he profits off of people's despair Pain. and if there Doxing isn't him. if there isn't a headline there because of some previously existing beef he manufactures shit right he, he's called for doxing of multiple people he's accused putting people. on phone numbers and, and he'll, he'll do shit that's really unsavory where he'll go like I don't want to tell you guys this but or, yeah he'll say there are rumors and this like he'll like always couch stuff so that he doesn't seem like the bad guy while doxing people and putting stuff out there yeah mm -hmm. or if things are alleged He'll just say... He'll push it the next level. Yeah. Push it more. And he'll be like, well, yeah. I don't know what's true. Maybe you... He'll be like, what about uh, and you know that certain story? Nowadays. People are guilty until they prove themselves innocent. Yeah. It's like that chick who was on uh, uh, CNN with blonde hair. She was a fucking nightmare, and she's always commenting on court cases. And Nancy Grace? Nancy Grace. Yeah. She oh, court yeah. of public opinion. Yes. Yeah, exactly. He is, you he is the Nancy Grace. Exactly. He is the Nancy Grace of YouTube. And he would say, He's like... He would say... Yeah, he would say stuff like uh what about you in that hotel room with that underage girl but let's not get into that now that's your story to tell. and he'll say and he'll tell. say shit like that news. knowing very well that he's galvanizing his fan base or he'll say uh 
this channel sponsored by this. How are, why are they sponsored by that? But don't go after their sponsors. Like okay. he'll say that in a tweet, but he'll he knows damn well that now his followers are going to go message that sponsor and attack them. Yeah, and so that's, that's they've both horrible. been putting out videos attacking one another, pointing out hypocrisies and and. Uh, largely, Keem has so much drama over the years from fucking so many people over that it's just been dredging up all this old stuff from his troll days yeah. back when he was literally, he was literally a troll. Right. On, on games. He would go and troll gamers, call them names, point, sh like, fuck with them. That's and that's how, how he, he made his bones. That's how, that's how he got popular. popular. Yeah. And seeing this happen, what's happened all across YouTube is sponsors are getting more reticent about sponsoring channels because it's it's, it's going to hurt everybody. It's just like the adpocalypse where out of nowhere people were like, hey, yeah. uh, on all of these racist videos, Coca-Cola has ads. Coca-Cola, are you racist? Do you support and of these course, messages? Yeah. And of course they're like, oh no, and we're pulling it all and we immediately apologize because it's all algorithm based. Yeah. It's put on the video. That video probably wasn't even getting paid from Coca-Cola. Yeah. Probably is not even monetized. YouTube was getting paid. Yeah. YouTube was getting paid. And there are ads that run on this channel that we don't Everybody get Everybody keeps for. missing the real evil here. It's yeah. not just YouTube. It's not just YouTube. But now they've been in this war and both of them have lost several sponsors that they've had for years. H3H3 has lost an Old Spice sponsorship, which wow. is a very mainstream brand. It is mainstream, yeah. And while that's significant, these are already two very popular, well-known channels. Both of the heads of these channels are already wealthy. Imagine these these... Uh, these sponsors are pulling out, and they're not just going to be not no longer supporting Those these two. giant channels. I guarantee hard. they're going to be pulling they're back from channels back from the entire platform, from wow. channels that rely on that money and rely uh, on that exposure that these so brands are just backing out of YouTube altogether. So the quartering, a channel that focuses on drama on the internet too, he's been saying, "Look, I the quartering reports stories." In a, in a kind of, he has his own take on stuff, and that's what he does. And on the channel, he's like, guys, both of you stop. You're nuking the platform for everyone underneath you who's not making nearly as much money. Yeah. yeah. So while these two, mil, mil, I don't think it's unfair to say millionaire YouTubers are going to be fine. They're certainly millionaires. Yeah. They're going to the be fine. Is, and I don't want to demonize them for being millionaires. What I'm saying is no. they'll live. The people under them are going to die won't be able to do YouTube full-time if they lose their sponsors. Yeah. Yeah, or at least they're, they're going to have to cut back their lifestyle drastically because they're losing part of their revenue right. stream. And I think that it's it's really important that we point out the financial, the financial ramifications of this sort of beef, but I think that now that that's aside and we think that yeah. this is both losing sponsors and attacking sponsors is a bad thing from both parties, yeah. there is clearly... An ethical delineation that can be made between H3H3 H3, Productions and Keemstar, Keemstar, though, right? Like, they're, look, what they did financially is going to hurt everybody in the YouTube space regardless, but there is a clear right and wrong in this beef. Yeah. Regardless of how you feel about H3H3, they're a normal, for all intents and purposes, a relatively normal YouTube channel that has picked picked and choose their fights. Right, I understand. Picked and chose their fights in a very strategic way. They didn't seek out drama actively all the time. Whereas Keemstar has literally been like a like an algae sucker. Yeah, just on the bottom and everything of the internet, constantly going from cloud chase to Absolutely. cloud chase, finding any way to stay relevant, and it's worked. Well, but here's the whole thing. Now that you said that, okay. Yeah. I don't mean to cut you off, but that's no, exactly my take on it. Okay. If anyone knows anything about, I, I'm older. Okay. I'll say it right off the bat. Howard Stern. No 
Howard Stern was attacked the same <laughs> way by people attacking his sponsors. And that's how they went after him. In other words, these groups would attack his sponsors. His sponsors were, they had writing groups, groups that would write Decency, to sponsors. Decency, like exactly. moms against offensive radio. Exactly. And yeah. that's what that's how they would attack uh, radio personality, specifically Howard Stern, they would write his sponsors. His sponsors would complain to the radio stations. The radio station heads would complain to Howard. It shit rolled. I think up. that's terrible. And, well, and that's how they would, would go about that. attacking him. But here's the crazy part: I, I Howard Stern always was like to the point where any any news is good news, even if it's shitty news. Even if and what he would do if a sponsor. Uh, was under fire and a sponsor would pull out he would make it this huge thing that the sponsor was leaving and and he was so popular at doing that another sponsor was happy to fill in at a third of the price and then he would actually talk them up so much and their business would do so well on their personal spots they eventually were paying what the one did that pulled out oh okay I see. okay I see, I so see. any any news in his opinion any publicity was good publicity didn't matter if they were berating him or saying how bad he was. Now, my take on this, to be honest with you, is I really don't know who these two are. That's yeah, just yeah. me, okay? There's a lot of YouTube channels making big splashes with big money signings right now. Yeah. Okay? Nobody knows who the... F in my opinion, these guys haven't been making any news lately. It wouldn't surprise me if this whole thing was just cooked up to get themselves in the press to get more news. You're not alone in that take. And and and, and I didn't know any of this until you talked about it the other day. Yeah. My thing is, yeah, let's cook up some controversy and some fucking drama. Let's let's bring our stock up. We need a deal too because now we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast. There's street Twitch streamers that signed a deal. Joe Rogan signed a deal. Uh, last podcast on the left signed a deal. All these groups are getting their all these channels are getting their content signed for multi million dollar deals. Yeah. And these guys are standing here going, "Well, what the fuck? What about us?" Yeah, they're they're extremely wealthy, and I think that we haven't heard a lot of from H three H three Productions because they're primarily focused on their own podcast, the H three podcast. Yeah, and that seems to where they seem to be allocating most of their time and effort. I think that that's a, that's a really solid point because I, honestly, I if they hard. have a beef and they dislike each other as much as they do, and they and they're doing this for views, I feel like they could both squash the beef and get a lot Instantly. of views if they just make some sort of group uh, discussion, like yes. a long two-hour, one-hour podcast. Exactly. And they just talk about everything and discuss their perspectives. You said they got six million views in an hour. Why would you do that? Because well, they would get 12 million views and... Yeah, and but it'd be over. But if you can string it out over videos over the next two weeks, you're going to talk about... That's true, but Ethan already said he's not going to make another video on the subject. Yeah. So I think okay. a great final video... Having already said he's going to make a final, he already made his final video, but whatever. Do another one. Make it like an hour long or an hour and a half long discussion with Keemstar and the other guy, Tony, the the guy that Keemstar accused of being a pedophile wrongly. Yeah, yeah that's. But make, make an hour and a half long video, air all of your grievances, and talk it out like adults. And I think I would be really be interested in watching Knowing that video. Keemstar did. But he would never do that. And Keemstar plus, would never Keemstar do that. is one of those guys where he's so filthy. Exactly. And there's so many bad news stories that they slide off him. It's like Oscar the Grouch. He's like covered in like a garbage, garbage sludge that thing. when you throw a banana peel at him, it just, just slides, slides right off. off. He's already slimy. And Keemstar, if, if you... 
I guarantee if you were to approach him about any of these things and you're like, Keemstar, I keep looking through the YouTube uh, history books and your name seems to be tagged to all of these shitty fucking things that are going on. And he'll deny it, deny it, deny it. And punch back twice and as punch hard. punch back. But the thing is, he'll deny it, but you're like, wait a second. I'm looking through all this shit and the common denominator here it's is you. 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 Yeah. And it, it, there's, there's only so much you can deny before it's like, wait, you probably are... A bad dude or yeah. you're actively looking for sh like drama and and conflict to get gain cloud off of it because then you have drama and you can go oh you can make your drama videos and keem has a fan base that his show drama alert is famous because he does that they he has a fan base that's geared toward right attacking and focusing on people exactly. and but going you, after if them. If you dwell on that and you grow from cultivating a fan base that thrives off of hating, then when that gets turned back on you, you act so surprised? Yeah. Why would you, what are you talking he's about? He's not surprised. Kim knows. Kim knows his fan base. He knows how he's conditioned them. They're just as toxic as he is. He's the toxic king above them. He's the troll who's fine with being trolled. He said that multiple times. He's like, talk shit on me. I and I truly believe this. He legitimately does not care. Yeah, any any publicity and he doesn't care who he hurts. He is, no, he doesn't give a shit. Tony, that's, he knew the second true. time in his response video, he was giving a red herring with the pedo story. He had already apologized. He had already said, "I Honestly, got it wrong." After and he in his response to H three H three attacked him again. Yeah, I knowing that whole Tony situation. I don't even really know what's going on there because if you look at the H three H three video and then Keemstar's rebuttal and then the other H the second H three H three video, right. Tony is featured in each of them saying different things. I don't know where that guy stands. I don't know what to believe. Exactly, that guy. he's stirring. He's stirring everything else. Like Keem is wrong in both situ like in both of those situations. No matter where Tony lands, Keem was being duplicitous in both videos. Yeah, but they're pushing their stock up. They're pushing their name up. Yeah, it's when's the last time we heard anything break big about Keem? Uh, he's pretty. He stays in the like press. I said. Yeah, they've does he really? He has millions of followers. He has five million. H three H three Productions has six million. They're they're yeah, pretty. Drama Alert has a following. No, that's true. I guess I'm wrong, but I just and and Drama Alert for big. me. Uh, I understand, but they're 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 cultivating their base and they have their base, but this certainly helps. This I'm helps denying that because their it pushes out there, man. Yeah. Well, it puts it up even higher to. Someone who doesn't even give a shit who they are or watch their stuff found out who they're they are. nowhere near as big as PewDiePie, if that's Not what even, you nobody mean. Nobody is. They're nowhere. No, and but that's somebody who we haven't heard is, anything from in the longest time. He's actually killing it right now. Is he's, he really? He's all over the place because he's signed a new streaming deal exclusive to YouTube. He's. I thought he was just with D Live. No, it's rare. They paid him. Yeah, they paid him, and, he, and he's moved on. He fulfilled that. That was only for a year, uh, and now okay. he's signed a deal with YouTube. He's so rich. He's gonna retire to Japan any day now. Well, no, he said Japan's slowly getting ruined for him. What? Because the whole appeal of Japan was that he went over there. Left alone. He people didn't know who he was. Yeah. Oh, but now he's spending over. he's spending too much time in Japan. And people are like PewDiePie. <laughs> like yeah. he's too every famous. he gets mobbed, dude. He went to Malaysia, Malaysia guys, or Singapore. He went to Singapore and Malaysia, and he said Singapore's not Malaysia. Rich as fuck. Singapore. I, Singapore. I, Singapore. I fucked up. Modern. I don't yeah. think anyone goes to Malaysia <laughs> yeah, for vacation. Nobody in Malaysia is watching him on I YouTube. I apologize. <laughs> the internet? The I inter apologize. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Third world, yeah. I apologize to Malaysia. Well, in the sweatshop, we might have Wi-Fi. <laughs> he went to Singapore. He went to Singapore. <laughs> they don't yeah. have the password. Yeah, no. I was going to say. He went to Singapore, and they got mopped. I believe it. Could not move. Literally. 
on the street, people just went PewDiePie, and then that's, I get that that's four hundred people. But when you have like one hundred and ten million subscribers, yeah. does he really? Oh yeah, it's crazy. But, uh, what, but pull him. I interesting anime. Comparatively, I'm curious. Comparatively, these guys are small potatoes. But Compar- yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are they're definitely in that top strata of channels. Yes, and and again, like you said, you're right though. They don't get get above no. the platform like Stern did. Stern yes. was bigger than talk radio. Yes, yes. 104 million subscribers. That's crazy. That's insane. That is just. Uh, that's that's next. That's incredible to me. That defies big. That's yeah. just no. And see, and he signed a contract with YouTube simply because that many people. And he's one of those guys where YouTube. He's he's kind of playing. And me. I don't get it. I just don't. Maybe I just don't get it. He's You're playing more within the lines now. No, yeah. With YouTube Fuck you. Too. That's the truth. <laughs> truth hurts, man. <laughs> truth yeah. hurts. That's so I, funny I am quickly be- aging out of his demographic as well. It's not like I, go down a little bit. Uh, Mason and I have been talking about this for a while now where we are, we're no longer hip to the cut it, like the latest trends of like what the young people are watching. Like what, what you aged out. Yeah. Welcome to my fucking world. You have to actually try now. Exactly. Like I'm dated. And no, we well, don't try. Just, I you just gotta try. Learned, you know, I'm ten years older than all the high schoolers now. Yeah, so but I'm like, what are you, fucking, fucking me. What's going on over there? And I, lo- I had to like, you gotta look get up. on the Twitter account every fucking like Twitter, a, like an old man. <laughs> get on the Facebooks. Like, an, <laughs> I'm essentially sixty because I'm holding my phone wow. like this. Like, I'm holding my phone and I'm like, what's this TikTok? You mean you put that down? Maybe not sixty though, in between huh? video games. Y- yeah, <laughs> maybe not sixty though. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> What? <laughs> I don't think you're 60. Well, no, I'm saying I feel 60 yeah, you do. when I'm having to get on a phone and being like, all right, so these TikTokers. He's from playing what, video they, games. Yeah, and you're blurry from watching Westworld and shitting on it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I fall asleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, fall asleep during Westworld. So you're well rested. Yes, I am. You're on top That's of it. That's the reason I'm fresh. <laughs> so I'm looking at it, and I'm like, wait, so you're telling Bucket me. Bucket at gmail.com. So these young people. <laughs> These young people live in houses and just dance to hit songs. Yeah. And they oh, have, they have millions it? of dollars. I know. Yeah. And, and I know what like, I do. People are like, I can't wait for Charlie's new dance. And I'm like, but she just does, like, that's all she does. That's it. She does dances. I'm yeah. like, that's the does big thing. Does nobody have a problem that all of these, like, TikTok stars that have 30 million followers? Underage. They're all 16 year old female dancers. And we're like, but oh the thing my is, God, all of their so followers are 13. No, I don't think so. I, I hope don't fucking so. Think so. I hope so. I don't think so. <laughs> I said the same thing when you guys first introduced also, me to YouTube. When I, when I, I didn't understand. Charlie Diamello is 15 and has a talent agent and is living in the hype house with a bunch of other social media stars. I'm like, and then her dad's like a TikToker too. It's like, what is is this wacko world? I Why know. is your 15 year old daughter living in like a different house and she's it's an influencer up. and she's an agent and they're talking about like yeah, but you'd say that getting because, show deals. I understand it, but you got to remember this is the thing been going on all the time all the way back yeah. to when tony hawk was a skateboarder he he moved out of his house he had his own house that's too. different though no no no. you would say it's different but if you were if you were at that I, time yeah, true he'd be skateboarding is as weird as tiktok dancing exactly Plus, yeah. you, you got to remember at that point you're talking about the 80s and he was 15 owned his own house yeah and, and i and i went and i remember reading pa- paper i remember reading articles about it going wait a minute I'm fucking 20-something, and he's 15. I can't afford a fucking house. He's living in a house. He's partying every fucking day. Yeah. And it's true. I mean, and, 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 but this has been going on since the 80s. Now it's, so, it's something just, is weird. You know why? Yeah, it's, I'm left out. behind. You aged Because out. I don't get it. 
I don't get it, and it just seems like the death of culture to me. I did the same now, thing. I did the same thing. Now it's not even about creating something where you're getting your viewpoint out there. You're trying to find like your unique perspective. Now it's just you Dude, pick something that's popular. You've aged out. And you dance to it. Yeah, but it's the same thing. It's the it's, same thing. Tony Hawk on people who will become revered and have That's my thing. Lots of it's followers. like they look up to people who because Tony Hawk is a good Do you know why? Who actually because just dance She has that little black shit in the corner of her that gives her cat eye. Like and the Egyptian whatever it's lyrics. Called. Just cool songs. So wow, you guys. And they determine what the hit songs do I sound are. Better? Yes, they do. And do these better, kids determine what what our media is like. They influence wow, what I, the suits. You guys, yeah, that's so funny. To they me. You guys are literally saying what I used to say. They influence. This is great. They influence what the suits put into the media Absolutely. now. So I'm watching TV and I'm like, this is like TikTok this, shit. Yeah. Why am I watching? This? Yeah. Wh this isn't why fucking are these music. Little, why are they determining what I'm listening to? Teen exactly. girls deciding what my movies look like. Absolutely. And it's. So, but it's like okay, oh, I get it now because that's what—that's who—who's consuming. Parents buy stuff for their young kids, right. and young kids decide what's cool and what's hip. Yeah, but here's what, the one kernel of faith you can hang on to. What? Okay, that if they have no taste in anything, that people will try to write shit. But it won't translate, and nobody will see it, and it'll just fade away. And that's usually what, what I was. In other words, they'll determine what music is, and if the music is what music is popular. Well, what's what they think is popular, but if it's really just not great music, oh, it won't stick okay. around. It's pop garbage. So it'll it's pop be garbage. forgotten. It, it'll be forgotten. It'll be a one-hit wonder. There it's are famous groups from the '80s who had multiple hits, and now they're just not playing anymore. Playing anymore, exactly, because it's just shit music. Yeah, but like Shawn Mendes. Well, well, wish well. I could treat you. No, no, but you can also talk about. That's actually a good song. Yeah, but you can also talk about TV shows Sorry, and, Sean. and movies <laughs> in the same light. That if it's just trash, it'll come in, fade out, and go away. And, and if it's real, really written well and acted well, directed well, it'll stand the ball. You we'll also see, see that we'll see that though because a lot of these TikTokers it's just proven over they're time. They're like fifteen-year-old girls, and, and we all know that they tend to sour around twenty-seven. Oh my so. god! And these TikTok, well, no, these TikTokers look exhausted. <laughs> Don't wow. make it real. These, wow. these TikTokers, these TikTokers <laughs> look exhausted. Just kidding. Because you have these dudes to be a famous dude on TikTok, you have to be like what a young girl considers a heartthrob. Oh, just shit. like One I Direction, something. Where I One Direction, well, no. How long no. before those TikTokers turn into Belle Delphine? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, sure. Think about it. How but, long? What, How long okay. before they do yeah. a friends only? Yeah. A fan Finish. only? Finish. A week. Well, what I was trying to say wow. is um, these TikTokers. But now I completely lost my train of thought. Yeah. Fuck. Oh well. Okay. These male TikTokers look exhausted because just like One Direction, you're not being a heartthrob for like an adult woman. Which would be cool, right? That you're revered. Like, all the hot ladies like you. You have to be like a heartthrob to like a 13-year-old girl. And that's not as cool and fun because they're kids. So you see One Direction at their fan meetups and they're like, Oh, cool. What's up? What's up, Storm? Like, literally mall full of children. Hi. Well, isn't that why a lot of the Korean wearing, pop stars kill themselves? Yeah. You have these TikTokers it's wearing, true. like, the oversized sweaters. And they constantly have to have, like, a pouty face. And they're wearing the earrings. And you can tell this guy is exhausted. He just wants to. Relax. But this is that's why K-pop loses to, their and fucking minds. He has to keep looking like he doesn't care, but yeah. at the same time, this is really his niche cares. Now, and this is where he is. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, how? How? Hang fucking, on to your money. I, I admire them. No, hang on. And if they hang on to their money, they'll be fine. But yeah. if they're pissing it away, but they'll end up like Aaron Carter. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Or Jacob Sartorius. Y y well, who? 
Exactly. Exactly. Well, Jacob Sartorius was like a musically, he was famous on like the precursor to TikTok and Vine. He was like a young Justin Bieber. Oh, it's Bieber. like that guy does did the magic on uh, Vine. I, I don't know. Exactly. I, no exactly. I was going to say. Exactly. But, it, you know, he, he's now struggling for re relevance on this TikTok, in the TikTok landscape. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to let these gazelles run in the Serengeti. I'm just going to do my podcast, okay? I just, I'm going to just talk I about movies we, I watch. I don't know how we got here from talking about H3 and Keemstar. Because <laughs> we just went off on a tangent as usual. Yeah. But, as but usual. Still. But you were gazelles roaming the Serengeti, dude. But if we, if I have to pick to to bring it back, we home, should hop on this TikTok shit. Start I, doing I would fucking say dances. We, we do have a TikTok, you guys. Oh. I've asked you before, and you both have just shit all ethically, over me. Ethically, ethically, you I won't think do it. I line up with H three H three. That's what I'm. Oh, okay, I agree. I just think that it's another way to push their envelope a little higher. Yeah. They want to. They'll be, end up on TikTok. They want to be PewDiePie. They want 104 million, and they That's want all the, the money. Do it. Yeah, but I'm telling you, they don't know any other way. I don't know. They this don't is the know way, way, and I don't know that. That's well, Keen doesn't know it any other way, and I don't think it's H3, H3 knows. So, but again, any press is good press, and they're just trying to push the envelope so they can get more subscribers. We shall see. We shall see. But so you want to know something that's even more interstellar than that? Oh, something that's even more out of this world. We have just found out what the Tom Cruise oh yeah has applied for early access approval for early approval to go into space to shoot a film yeah to shoot an action film in space, space yeah because he wants to be the first action star he's already met up with Elon Musk and they have partnered on this joint venture they're trying to make it happen now they need national approval from NASA NASA and SpaceX and they've already filed so this is yeah. a very real thing this isn't just a pipe dream a one day if that's no. pretty crazy it is crazy because David Lyman the guy who did the movie Edge Tomorrow if you haven't seen it live die repeat it's, it's a fantastic a movie and there's that's the poster from it uh, we put up there also great movie uh, if you haven't seen it, it's fantastic. And he already has a script. He has a director. He's got a star. And now they just want to keep moving forward and try and film in 2021. How spectacular is that? You talked about this last podcast, and I thought this was a joke. And then a story broke this week going, we have approval. That's true. Matt we want was, approval. Matt was writing the show, and he was like, Maybe Tom Cruise is the best actor. Yeah, star this guy does. Nobody his own else shit. wants to fucking go into space and shoot. I mean, it's just crazy yeah, to me. No one wants to do a bike crash scene like he did in Mission yeah. Impossible Fallout, where it's like, wait, you know why though, right? Because no one wants to storm that beach. Yeah, exactly. I want to be the fifth <laughs> actor to do a space fight. Yeah, not the first, first four. One. Yeah, I know. The first three probably have like injuries, and the fourth one makes a <sighs> shitty movie. I'll be the one who comes after the technology's progressed. Exactly. All I have to say is. Per capita. Space <laughs> travel's dangerous. It is dangerous. Also, it's pretty fucking expensive. Yeah. I mean, thinking about just how much they're going to have to shell out to get this all done. Yeah. It's like how much? Gun. How much are they actually going to be filming in space? You had said that. Yeah. How much of it's actually going to be done there? Or it's like Top Gun. Four scenes. Where apparently it makes no Tom sense. Cruise learned how to fly F-15s for Top Gun. But it's like, how many of the scenes is he going to be flying in F-15? Why did you take the time to learn how to do that? That is a fantastic point, And I didn't even think about this. Yeah. 
when you hear this story, you're like, film movie in space, fucking dope. I'd love to see but it. But how much? I, that's it's, how right. Much are you really going to spend two hundred million dollars to send Tommy C to space? When we have anti grav chambers, anti grav yeah. chamber, you could put them in a green screen, suspended by wires, and just chop that shit out. Yeah. How real is it going to look? I was going to say, and how much of that will like? I feel like translate? when I watched Mission Impossible Fallout, what was constantly playing in the back of my mind was. Tom Cruise does these movies so that he gets to do cool shit. Yeah, he does. For free. For he free, doesn't yeah. have to he gets pay. Paid. No. He gets paid. He gets paid. He to get, do these stunts. He got paid to learn how to become a fighter pilot. What? Yeah, he did. He, he did. got paid to do kung fu scenes where he beats up accommodating stuntmen. And, and in Fallout. He, he gets paid to go to space? What, hel- what is helicopter. this? She was flying the helicopter yeah. in, in Fallout. That was from him getting paid. And yeah. the director said, hey man, could we just hire a stunt helicopter pilot yeah. to do that? We don't Instead have to train of spending Tommy. the five million dollars that to it's going to take to train you and then we're going to risk the whole production hoping you don't die yeah. during this scene. And who's the insurance underwriter for this fucking He doesn't shit. get insurance. They, no the way. director said yeah. there's no one that'll approve that. him. Because uh, if you're actually doing motorcycle scenes he's a Steve you, Irwin wrong of move. film. He's a Steve Irwin You saw in film. Deadpool 2 sadly that one stunt woman yeah, died during died. a motorcycle she, scene. Yep, it's yep. dangerous work. Stunt people are fearless. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's one thing I've footage. always said too, where Tom Cruise straddles that line between it's cool that you do your own stunts, but and it's pretty reckless. Exactly. It's yeah. reckless and stunt people exist for a reason. Yeah. They're pros at what they do. Yes. And they do it in the safest way possible. Whereas when you're the star wanting to do all your own stunts, now everyone around you has the goal of getting the shot, but also protecting you. Yeah. And, 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 and we probably have to hire part. twice as many stuntmen. Even The Rock has a stunt double. For sure. Even the rock, you know, because he said, I'm an actor, I'm an actor and as he's in great shape. He can probably do it. But you know what? Bought him a card. Not even three months ago. Thanks for souped all the up truck. Souped up truck. You saw it. This Thank you. Gorgeous. Thank you for just being there and taking the risk and making me look good. And fucking taking the hits, bro. Yeah. Stuntmen get their. Bought him like a hundred thousand dollar truck. Like uh, um, one person, Scott Atkins. You earned it. For yeah. Sure. Scott Atkins, uh, the, the, the British film star. He does a lot of action films. He did the apology, man. He talks about how being a stuntman, you get your bell rung all the time. Oh yeah. He would do like backflips after getting punched and land right on his fucking head. Like these guys are wild men yeah. who will just be like, Oh, you want me to crash a car and then fly through the window? Gotcha. It's pretty crazy though. I never expected expected that we would see uh, movie stars go to space to film. He is pushing frontier in that way. So that's what that's I'm saying. True. I'm constantly at a conflict because I'm like, it's really cool that we're seeing right. stars do all this right. cool shit, but at the same time, is this necessary? I'll tell you what though. When's the last time you guys thought about the Challenger accident? Dude. You know when I thought about it? Elon Musk was just doing the launch the other day. All and I gotta say is, if Tommy C tries to go to space and that ship blows up, well, you know that we he, will never forget. Well, here's Dude, the crazy part: it'll be a bummed. new 9/11. Here's the crazy part, right? When, when Elon Musk was trying to get national treasure both times. <laughs> Elon Musk was trying to get the, the 2.6 billion dollar contract from NASA and the government. He fronted his own money for four rockets. He had to show one successful liftoff and landing. Three rockets crashed and burned. Was only the fourth rocket that actually took off and landed vertically to award him the contract. And how dope do those SpaceX suits look? Unbelievable, dude! Oh, the space outfits, the yeah. SpaceX suits. I was like, like a we yeah, are in the future. The it does. Fu- they like, look great. When worlds collide, that w- that was the first time I had like. I a, think it's in there too. I think I have whoa. a picture of that. When you, you see these SpaceX suits, it's some Starfleet shit. 
Yeah, this if is, you guys if you guys don't follow our Twitter, be sure to do that. It's, yeah, uh, I can't. Maybe it's up, but I know it's in there. I, I can't remember where exactly. At CSWS podcast, a lot of cool stuff there, not just our show. But it's amazing to me yeah. the the technology and the level that they've gone to with everything and where it is and the ability. I mean, they've actually changed how they're doing everything. He's got Tesla's taking him out, bringing him back. Also, the fact that. Um, the technology is different. Inside the capsule looks different. Discovery had a two-hour special on the other day, and it was amazing to see where you go from the space capsule. I, I probably missed it. I'm sorry. The space capsule from where it looked at with NASA in in all the space missions they did to the inside of the capsule Dragon. You know, Dragon One. Yeah. I mean, it's just amazing. The four people are going to go up in style. And and there's no steering. There's no. Yeah. yeah those just, those are literally the space If you outfits. actually go to them right there in the suits. No, they're yep. like where they're walking. Third down. Yep. Yeah. That's, that, them. that's them in the suits. Those are the two astronauts going up. How fucking sick do those look, dude? That looks like Interstellar, man. It is. With the streamlined, sleek look. And the crazy part is they don't fly. Everything is is automated like a Tesla. In other words, they actually set in the coordinates. It goes up. It, they had to prove it could it could take off, dock with the space station, and then and then come back off the space station and, and then land. and land and go down into the ocean and be picked up. And then they had to prove to the fact they had to blow up a rocket because they, because of the Challenger accident that they had an ability to eject the top, top of the capsule off and survive and they did all this training and everything and and just yesterday it's phenomenal just yesterday it would have been our first time back in space because it didn't go today did it? i can i don't even know no it didn't it, it would have been saturday is the next first time attempt. first time we've been to space from the united states of america in nine years almost a decade not gonna lie and it it does matter quite a bit to me, and yeah. it's it's a, it it sucked for a while there, where we kind of lost our way and we stopped pushing the frontier. Yeah, we had to fly to Russia. We were using the our, Soyuz our, rocket. Our, our, our yeah. astronauts up that way. We're using the Russian Soyuz rockets, yes. and that just guys in it space. feels it's not wrong. A good look for the country. It feels wrong, wrong as a nation that built them. So we were the first to put them in on the moon. Yeah, we were constantly we progressing. Through science and engineering, and to have that back, I'm very happy with Elon for getting us back there and getting us. And here's the crazy doing part. what America has always done, which is push the boundary, push here's the, the crazy envelope. Part. So, so then we think about Elon and SpaceX, right? Yeah. Okay. Who else has a rocket? Uh, uh, Jeff Bezos. Bezos. What the fuck has he been up to? Probably no, working. No, but nobody knows, right? Making it look more and more like you know a what? penis every yeah, day. Yeah, it's a big dick going into space. But here's the crazy part. It looks like a dildo. But here's the crazy part. I was like, well, what the fuck is he doing with his space? His his whole blue space. origin. Blue, blue origin. origin. Yeah. He got a contract to do the lunar landing and a lunar space station. Did you fuck. know that? I did not know. It's That's not in the press. So moon, he's dude, is he becoming Eon. Lex Luthor. He's gonna have a moon base. Can I just say that I, I think it's great that we're pushing the frontier of space and we're actually trying to strive and to break new ground. But I think it's even cooler that it's not like government versus government. Here we have entrepreneurs, just guys well, who are rich. It's, it is our government in a way because what we do is we they work in together. Well, we but work, it is the private company. It's not led pushing, by the government though. Yeah. It is. It's not. It's okay, not. I'll tell you how it works. Okay. We pay for it. The United States government pays for it. We award the contracts to the corporates. 
But the corporate yeah. corporate's coming up with the technology. They're coming up with the, the tech because we give it the money. Exactly. In other words, yeah. we go. It's a two two point six billion there, dollar contract. There's the no point. national space like the, we don't NASA's have nas- regulating and yes. approving, but yes. they're not doing the the rubber hits the road. That's all entrepreneurs and businesses. Yeah, but th- we've always done private contractors. That's how NASA's always done it. Yeah, but the Houston okay, rocket you're system. You're just not let me finish. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No. Go again. NASA. What they always have done is given the lowest contracting bid the right to build the rocket, and then we put our astronauts in it. Yeah, the government launched it, though. The government's NASA stations, that, but NASA what they did is control. They, I know, but we still have a NASA control. That's what you're not listening to me. There's a NASA control. There is. I just watched it. Yeah, you guys yeah. are making a face, but yeah. that's true. So NASA is actually overseeing everything. So then what does SpaceX even do then? Again, they come up with a the technology. They build the rockets, but... After the NASA awards, the con- they award the contract to them. They're a bidder. It's more involved, though, than what NASA used to do, hiring Jet Propulsion Lab to work on their rockets. Yeah, but they it's don't do that. It's not just a simple contract it thing. Is. It is. It is. In other it's words. Just, they're just contractors. They are. In other words, we have, we want our own, we want to put. Our gov- we want to put U.S. astronauts in the space. Okay. We want someone to build rockets and come up with a safety uh, regiment to do it and launch, go to the, the International Space Station and come back. Who can who can come up with that? And they before everybody- it was NASA. Now it's SpaceX. Yes, but that's SpaceX. What's cool. That's what I like. I know, but SpaceX isn't paying for it. I never said that. I'm saying I'm glad that entrepreneurs are the ones at the forefront of this. Yes, but it's still they're, the United States the government paying for it. It's still they're they're regulating it. We're not the ones building it, but it's SpaceX is doing it. We had Lee Car- uh, uh, what is it? Um, uh, Lockheed Martin was doing it before. That's what you guys you got to understand that you're right. SpaceX and 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 Tesla and and Elon Musk are doing it, but it was before it was a different contractor, and we were the one overseeing the contractor. But now all we did was come up with instead of us having every finger in it, and we hired all the employees, and we're doing everything and working with Lockheed Martin if they were the rocket company doing it. Now it's like okay, we have two point six billion dollars. Can you do it? And then if you do it, then we're just going to stand back gone, and launch you. We've gone past my scope of uh, space program I know, The whole knowledge. point I was trying I was to make was say, we've I think never it's cool really, really simple because you guys are... I think it's cool that we're going. Okay. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I just think we've never seen before we had both Blue Origin and SpaceX. Billionaires are like, you know what? I think I'm going to get into the space okay. game. And and I, don't, I think that's really cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Tried to explain it. Whatever. <laughs> and I thought it was neat that we hadn't heard anything out of Blue Origin and Bezos. And I was wondering why Elon Musk was launching people to the space station. Nobody had heard anything what's going on with Blue Origin. Blue Origin actually got the contract for a lunar space station. Going back to the moon, that's going to be their job. And then he'll build a laser there where he can, where he can extort the world governments. And then, and then for he's, he's, trillion dollars. he's actually he's actually linked up with five or six different companies. Secret and, photon cannons. No, you got it. Nope. I'm good. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. <laughs> come on, come on. No, because I can't even talk. I, no, it's okay. Uh, What's on. our next topic? No, I want to know about no, the No, I'm done. I'm done. Because sure? I've tried three times. <laughs> you have? What are you no, talking about? No, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, That's the first time I interrupted yeah. you. No, it's not the first time. Come on. How about this, anyway? Yeah, yeah. come on. No, it's, I'm good. I'm good. 
Really? No, I am. I'm good. I'm good. You guys can read about it. Do you think? <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Because literally, I keep trying to talk. All right. Do you think his laser cannons are going to be shaped like dicks? <laughs> Probably. That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> Just for the purpose of keeping everything uniform. It has to, right? I mean, yeah. Everything else is shaped like a dick. Why not those? <laughs> I think he's. Do you it, think his makes he makes his landing pads shaped like vaginas? <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say. They oh, there's a, the vulva. <laughs> <laughs> oh my <Okay>. god! <laughs> you guys have been great. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why we need the Snyder Cut. We need the unbridled <laughs> guys. The show that you're seeing right now stopped my vision. <laughs> it was killed on the cutting room floor. He yeah, got was. the Edward Scissorhands treatment. Yeah, it is sure did. not. I Don't sure worry, did. we're gonna get together. We're gonna get forty million dollars, and we'll fix this. Yep. <laughs> Here we will. I'd also like to take this time to announce that I'm exclusively streaming to D Live from now on. I stream. Yeah. yeah. Role playing games. But on that RTSs. note, three big Twitch streamers. Just signed exclusive yes. streaming contracts, contracts to Twitch, right? And I, and again, that goes back to my whole thing: why H three and Keemstar are pushing their brand right now by fighting. Joe Rogan signed a contract. Now these t three Twitch stars have signed contracts for their content. And you just told me PewDiePie signed a contract last year. H three and Keemstar yeah. are also going. Where hey, where the fuck are my contracts? I could see. Let's H3, make some noise. I could see H three signing for their podcast. Yeah. Which is why is the perfect segue. We will be streaming exclusively to you porn from now on. <laughs> hey, if you're gonna pay we're me, we're so risque. That's that Frisco Mason I can never say. If the money's there, we don't care. We're so taboo. <laughs> we signed care. the first ever exclusive. First one to come up with a three million dollar year contract. Yeah. All, all jokes, but Summit One G. Dakotas and Josh OG have all signed seven figure streaming deals with Twitch. Yep. Which, like you said, all of these content creators are finding their exit plan. They're finding their cash out opportunity yes. to stop being at the beck and call of YouTube. certain platforms. Yes, I Namely agree. YouTube. Because YouTube. Which makes me really happy. If you're not going lockstep yeah. with YouTube, even the big YouTubers know that at any moment YouTube can just go, we don't like that. You're gone. Yep. Whereas Twitch does that, but if you operate within Twitch's guidelines, you have full freedom. You can do whatever you want. You can say pretty crazy, st a lot of crazy stuff on Twitch, and you're perfectly well within the bounds. Yeah. That's true. But Twitch is it's way if you more break the terms of service than YouTube. They come down. They hard. will come after you regardless of your size. Yeah. And, and but also what I have but noticed, Twitch is much more. Yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> that's I apologize. Okay, that, no, that's no, it's okay. No, go. I'm no, sorry. I'm good. I apologize. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Just go for yeah. it. All right. So again, and what have you seen with Joe Rogan lately? Make another face. Yeah. No, no, no. It wasn't. Joe Rogan lately, that's his he's face actually is stupid. I know. I hate it's it. it's <laughs> actually you've seen him too. Is he's actually starting to play more music and he's opening up content on his on his platform because he is going to Spotify. He doesn't give a shit anymore. I was going to say, he doesn't care if his YouTube video gets They're getting pulled down. Strike it, it, and he's done. You can actually see, because uh, the last two podcasts he pulled up music on the one before this one, and yesterday I was just listening to the one he did with uh, Kevin Hart, and he actually pulled up uh, Eddie Murphy doing his bit about uh, Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby, yeah. yeah. And he was like, I don't give a fuck. Play the end of it. We'll play it out. And yeah. he's never done that. Mm -hmm. And and it's just the fact that he's over YouTube also. Yeah, and it's uh, well. The good thing about Twitch being it is more restrictive than YouTube, but it's way more monetizable. That's the attractive Not for part. Everybody. About, no, Twitch, Not for everybody. 
It, it's way easier, I would wager, to get. You can't. It's a, you'd have to have a different show to monetize it, though, right? Like this show on Twitch, for example, we'd have to be actively interacting with the chat for the most part. It'd be a different thing. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. That's my. We point. do stream to Twitch. What's up, Twitch? Yeah, live we're on right Twitch now. now but I'm but just we saying, do a podcast. We're not, we're not yeah. tailoring the show so that it's it's better f- for we, a Twitch audience. Exactly, it's better for a Twitch audience. Thank you. It's just that we're there so that people on Twitch can, can see, see it. One hundred percent. Whereas it's more of a YouTube show. It's more of a we talk and we put it up and we don't interact uh, as much on the show. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's good to have an exit plan, and I like that, you know, if content creators, you want to get that money, get the money. Seven-figure deal, I mean. Oh, I would sign. You'd be silly not to, yeah. right? Sign the money. Sign. Sign. Yeah. Take the cash. And start creating your Snyder Cut. Take the, how- take get, the money, get, Howie. Get. Don't be stupid. And you said last podcast had a cast on the left also did, Last right? podcast on the left, uh, Joe Rogan. How much money did the last podcast on the they, left get? They must have gotten a lot because they They've had They've been doing well for a while. Yeah, they had been one of the larger podcasts on Apple Podcasts. And out of nowhere, I go to for the next episode. Their whole catalog is gone. So where do they end up on Spotify? Spotify. They're all on Spotify. Oh, and now that you said that, the other day I noticed for the first time in a long time, you know what I saw? God bless you. Son of a bitch. Is I actually saw a Spotify commercial. So they're going to have to come up with ways to pay for this. And I'd never seen a commercial on regular TV uh, where I was at work. And I actually saw a commercial for Spotify on TV. Yeah. About new, new different podcasts and radio shows. Which is like, whoa. And they were pushing it on regular TV to make everybody aware that they're going to have content. And my thing is, how do we how do we put our video up there? I want to start doing that, too. On Spotify? Yeah, why not? It's Fuck possible. It. It's already on Spotify. No, our, our video is? Oh, our, our audio. Video. Our audio is on Spotify. Not sure about video getting up there. Well, you can, your video is going to be for Rogan. Rogan's video will be up there, too. That's true. They have video now for, like, music videos and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, I've That's seen my that. whole point. I wonder how you can get your video up there. That's something that... We want to be on the edge. Yeah, we have to ask future because I heard it's sensational. Yeah. Sensational. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Have you never seen the future sensational? No. Oh my God. He's it, talking it's about amazing. cheesecake. He's talking What's about like, original. <laughs> he's How like, does it taste? I come home after a show and I have a piece of cheesecake. How does that taste? <laughs> sensational. but i'm telling you guys if you can find your exit plan as a content creator do it i would start catering more to your audience and you know stop caring so much about the censorship or different people coming in and copyright striking people have been talking about that on youtube for years where it's a completely arbitrary system that people have abused rampantly and youtube doesn't care because youtube is not liable right Creators are liable now, so it's the onus is all on creators, no matter how small you are. Yeah, but they ultimately make the decisions who can use content and who can't, and that's the yeah. problem I have with YouTube. Because some people can get away with what we were it's talking arbitrary. about the other day. Reaction but, channels, yeah, they can do it, but if we do it, straight. That blows my. You know what? That's so true. It, it's because such sometimes bullshit. I justify it to myself, thinking you know our channel's not as not. It's not nearly as big as H three, yet H three can can take certain. Uh, areas clips. of their show and they can take certain clips and play them like we just watched a GQ video where they showed entire segments of movies and yeah. then reacted to them and it's like they can do that but if I play 10 a, seconds a millisecond a millisecond and of a song we get claimed. claimed we got claimed in the past for 4 seconds of a song yes 4, four seconds. seconds 
from the Another Warner two Music hour Group podcast. And here's the fucking crazy thing: the Warner Music Group didn't own the song. Yeah. Do you think like yeah, I was some like, fucking dude did it? How many viewers like, do we have happening? per episode? Like, a th- do you think a thousand people came to hear four seconds of that song? I was do you say. think that four seconds of that song transformed this video and made it something entirely different? Or that, no. or that we, yeah, they act I as just, if the four seconds was we were playing their music. Like putting it up on LimeWire. Transform four the seconds. Show. Four seconds of Nickelback's hero. And it transformed the show. Uh, yeah, it's it's insanity. It's crazy to me, and that's the part that I still I just don't understand. Yeah, I don't. And someone who's not gonna invest money into a legal defense team, you have no hope of combating anything like that. Yeah, hundred percent. It's fucked up. Let us know what you guys' opinions are in the comment section on this. We we always want to stay on the meta edge on YouTube. Let us know what you thought about the Snyder Cut coming out. Yeah. Tom Cruise going to space, space on a rocket, not shaped like a dick, because Musk isn't a freak like Bezos, you hill person. But, um... Wow, guys, what a great show today. Great show. Be sure to interact with us on social media, and you can email us now. We're checking the email, yeah. bucketofwind at gmail.com, social media at bucketofwind at CSW's, CSW's podcast. podcast. And you guys, if you have questions, drop them in there. We will address them on yes. the show. You email guys us. can have topics that we could be talking about. If you want to hear my sultry tones explain why what you like is bad and terrible and you shouldn't be a fan of it, please drop a line. And make sure to subscribe to the channel because that's how we get this out to more people. See. Tell a friend. Hell yeah. And we'll keep growing the community so we can eventually start our famous TikTok dances. I just want that sweet, sweet contract. We'll see you guys next time on Can't Sleep, Won't Sleep. Later. Peace. Please stand by for further details. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program.